connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter, at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. Hello, everyone. I'm Giles. I'm Emily. And I'm Michelle. And we're the Beyond the Trope podcast. Every week, we delve into topics like pop culture, fiction writing, and other nerdy things. We feature laid-back conversations, bad puns, and in-depth interviews with authors, comic creators, and more. Find our show at beyondthetrope.com. Hi, I'm Jimmy Palmiotti, and you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Now pay attention and stop playing with your dick. Podcast unofficially the official no, no, podcast. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! What's going on? <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll get into the podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2018 and beyond. I am Ryan. With me always is Henry and Zach and James and Brad. The whole crew, man. And I was gone for a week and. So it takes me a while to get down here, so I listen to the whole episode on my way down. Oh, cool. And um, energy, guys, lacking. What? <laughs> um, I need you to bring it up a little bit. Zach derailed conversations three times. Well, yeah. So pay attention to what the fuck you're saying. That's why he's And you're here. saying probably less cocaine this time. Yes. Okay, cool. Because the man is back to run this place like it's supposed to be fucking ran. <laughs> who, who man? I'm the man. Oh, okay. It's probably been like a month since we've all been on. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw Atomic Blonde. We did. Stay tuned till the end of the show where we will review the movie and spoil it and um, yeah, yeah, tell you if you should see it or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess there's some spoiler parts. There's some stuff to spoil, yeah. This Um, this ain't no John Wick. He kills people. He does. Spoilers. But we also talk about movies and watching movie news. And other movie stuff. And first of all, uh, your first two guys, your eulogy for George A. Romero, garbage. Uh, I think our eulogy was, man, we wish Ryan was here. Yeah, yeah. it was. And then, and then I made then, fun then, of you. Then you, then you. Yeah, you made fun of me. It was horrible, too. Um, <laughs> I, so trying to make fun of me the way I make fun of people, Zach, just shows your limited ability for comedic effect. So work on it. <laughs> okay. Man, Arsh. man! I just came in throwing zingers. I, seriously, I've, I'm just a, I'm just imagining Simon Cowell took Ryan, skinned him, and is now wearing him, as wearing a him like an Edgar suit. <laughs> and yeah. also, yeah. if you're going to give news about how he died, make sure it's right. He died of an aggressive fight with cancer that he just got diagnosed with a few weeks ago. So yeah, fuck what, you guys. Just what did we say? I don't remember. You said cancer, but you're like, I think it was cancer. One of you, one of you. I just listened to it. It's really fresh. Isn't in that my cancer? Mind. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, like cancer to me. Cancer and cancer. 
Maybe. I guess you said aggressive cancer. Find yes. out this week on what is cancer. He died. He died of the twenty-eight days later of cancers. No, uh, they days run. Later. Not a zombie movie. <laughs> they run I, fast. Irony. They infect quickly. <laughs> um, but I, I'll just say real quick. You know, I think I've told her this on the episode a lot, but I think Night of Living Dead is the scariest horror film ever made. Mm-hmm. And I have my memory of it and how I really got into it is I got a ninety-nine cent video cassette of it when my grandmother took us to Walgreens. And she said, oh, you boys can pick any movie you want. My brothers picked, like, Tom and Jerry and some other cartoon. And I'm like, Night of the Living Dead. Cool. <laughs> and I could never watch the end when uh, the zombies came pouring in. Um, it took me a while. I still think it holds up really well. That was like your Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, exactly. And I agree. Uh, one of you guys said something about the Jigsaw trailer that it's way too, like, clean. I, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah well, I think Brad that. and I were both yeah, kind of like, like on that. It seems like a corporate Saw even, movie. It's even, weird. Yeah. Even I felt that way, and I've only seen the first one and think it's not good. Yeah, like, I watched the trailer, and I was like, what is this movie? Because the poster's pretty sweet. I'm, the poster g- conveys it well, but I'm, I'm watching the trailer. I'm like, what is this, like, a cleaned-up version of Saw? It looks like if Platinum Dunes made a, a <laughs> yes. Saw movie. But I've, with I've, not very much money. I'm right, wondering yeah. if the color's not done yet. It has to be because there's no yeah. uh, something <laughs> they, wrong. They haven't run it. it through their sepia filter on Instagram yet to make it look good. I, again, I'm just saying, where are all the shit filled walls? <laughs> <laughs> like, why isn't poof flung against the well, white wall? You're gonna find out that like the new the new jigsaw is like this anal retentive Anthony Perkins dude. Howard Hughes type of thing. Dude, if it was just Anthony Perkins, uh, <gasps> oh shit! I would watch that movie. I, I want to like play the, a game. <laughs> it's like the it's like the Birdman of horror films. Where it's literally Anthony Perkins playing himself. Yep, I would watch that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Cool. What else has been going on, Ryan? You got a house. I did get a house. Man. I've been busy. Yeah, Mr. Frost fills his dream home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fencing sounds exciting. How's the podcast done coming? Uh, the house doesn't have one. The house doesn't have a basement. Yeah, <laughs> none of our dreams are coming true. No, and it's actually. I, I made my wife feel bad. I was kind of joking, but not really. So we bought a three-bedroom, two-bath uh, house. And so eventually we want to have another baby. But, uh, but So we have a spare bedroom. And so now there's this weird room. So you go in the house and the bedrooms are all in the back. And when you go to the right to the master bedroom, there's like this section of the wall that's kind of out. It used to be, must have been used a closet or something. Mm-hmm. And there's no doors or anything. And so I put my comics in there. And I told my wife, I'm like, bought my own house and still don't have my own comic room. Aww. And my wife's like, but you can set them up in here. <laughs> oh. <Aww>. I, just, <laughs> I mean, you can get to them You're easily. such a I, dick. I was just being an <laughs> asshole. We could use that second bathroom as a podcast room. We could. Just sit in the toilet. Yeah. But then you guys would always have to drive up there. Yeah. This week we saw Avengers Infinity War. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> we can trade back and forth. I rehung all my comics this last week. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, it felt really good. I use those. It's the same frames that you and I have used before, but mm-hmm. I use those little like 3M double stick uh, oh, nice. foam tape things. So they're all lined up really great. Uh, oh, it's, they look so good. Yeah, I actually had this surreal moment speaking of comics. So I'm going to have to rewind f- uh, about a month. And we had when we went to Denver Comic Con. Uh, so lately I've been collecting uh, Satana comics. Oh, yes. And uh, for those of you who are uninitiated, Satana is a 1970s succubus who's like the best way to describe her is she's like cheesecake from the 70s where her only purpose is to look sexy and like suck the souls of men and some of her stories are okay but most of the time it's like yes out of their butts (laughs) and uh it's a weird part of her character she like uh she kisses them and like sucks their souls out and then they 
she spits out like a butterfly. A, Ooh. Like visually, it's really cool. That's neat. And she was designed by John Romita, so she looks great. She's, yeah. she's a really striking character. Mm. And so, but she's basically a very attractive, busty woman in like a, a black one piece. Yeah, that has like a diamond that cuts out her cleavage. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's so George's Jaunty, who's been on the show, and I keep on forgetting to email you the interview. But uh, so we have a great interview with him. And the first day of the con, I said, "Hey, George's, would you mind doing a full figure of Satana?" And I said, I, "I said I can give you a reference if you don't know who that is." Like I know who that is from the old Marvel black and white stuff. He's like, "I love that stuff." He said, "Yeah, but send me uh, send me a text message with a picture of her, and I'll just, just so I can have a reference, and I'll design it." I said, "Okay." So on Saturday of the con, he's like, "Hey, I started it, but I want to make sure it's good. Um, I, I should have it done." And then I did the panel with him, and then after the panel, he, his booth was inundated with tons of people because he's charming and funny, and his art's amazing. Yeah. And so while we were there, me and James picked up original comic book pages. We did. Oh, and uh, he told me, he said, hey, Ryan, I'm not going to finish it, but you saw that I started it. Uh, if you want, I can mail it to you. I said, yeah, sure. Um, and I said, I'll take this piece of original art, too. And he gave me a discount on it. He's so nice. Yeah. He's like, you don't have to give me a discount. I'll just buy it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so my original art's awesome. It's like another page, like James is where she's like fighting lizard men. I don't know what she's doing. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like a page or two after mine. Yeah, because I cool. haven't read that comic yet, but she's fighting lizard men and throwing them. Uh so he said, yeah, don't worry. I'll, you know, I'll send it to you. I said, no, I'm not worried about it. I don't care. And then as about three weeks pass, I'm like, ah, oh, he's busy. Because I know he's drawing another book for DC, a monthly book. And mm-hmm. um, I was like, whatever. If he sends it to me, cool. If not, I still paid like normal price for an original art page and an original sketch, which whatever. And I didn't care. And so I forget what day it was, but I'm sitting in my car. My phone rings. <laughs> it's fucking George's Jaunty. And I was like, what the fuck? So I say, hey, man. He's like, hey, I want you know I didn't forget about you. Like, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was just sitting here having lunch with Joss Whedon. We were yeah. talking about how great you are. <laughs> say and, hi, Joss. Yeah. And so he's like, I, I don't know why I made think it. I, I said, oh, no, I didn't forget about you. Uh, I know you didn't forget about me. I know you're busy. You have that new monthly book from DC and you're, you know, busy. He said, yeah, I tell you what, I'm going to send you a text message uh, of I finished your Satana. So I'm going to send you what it looks like and I'll mail it out sometime this week. I said, oh, yeah, cool. He's like, yeah, I just want you to let you know I just didn't take your money and run. <laughs> I said, George's, it's not a big deal. I said, you've given me for free three previous commissioned artwork. I'm not that worried about it. Plus, I know where you live. And he sent me the, <laughs> the finished product, and it's fucking amazing. It's so cool. So it's all black and white except her hair he highlighted in red, Ooh. and uh, it's pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm hoping it comes sometime this week. Yeah, I had him send it to my in-law's house because I didn't want it to get bent up and my P.O. box. Yeah. So, it looks really good. That it was the most good. surreal phone call I ever got. I mean, I saved his number, obviously, because he's like, yeah, take it. Call me whenever you want. I'm not going to call him. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> he doesn't want to hear from me. He's like, hey, remember Ryan from Real Nerds? What the fuck do you want, dude? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's not Don't like that. you want that. some more free shit? He, Come on. He's not like that at all. He's probably the sweetest man we ha- we've ever met. Hey, George. Oh, yeah. I was so sitting great. here reading the book, and I had some questions about these panels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thought maybe you could answer them. But Can you tell I'm me what happens family. in next month's issue? You know what I mean? It's, it's the most surreal thing, because I obviously saved his name, and I pick it up, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I was like, huh. <laughs> please don't get a call for service. <laughs> and he is really sweet and really nice. And uh, so I just want to say thanks to him because. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. I can't wait is. to actually see it. I know. I can't wait to get it in. And um, it's cool because it is like him. It's it's 
Joss or it's it's George is doing the closest thing to cheesecake he can because do. he does because it's do like it. she, yeah she's still like she's proportioned more realistically um, than like normal Satana is yeah. like she doesn't look like him doing J Scott Campbell art yeah but she's still like sexy oh yeah no it's great. it's it's and even like. This is how much of a nerd I am in the boots that she has. So he went old school. So she has these boots that has fur on it. And the old ones have like a goat's head. And he put that in the boots. I'm like, oh, he's going really old school with it. I freaking <laughs> love it. So he definitely went with the Romita Satana. So I was really happy. It's cool. So I just want to say thanks. And it made my day. Just, I, just imagine while you're on the phone call, you get a call over the police scanner. Like, oh my, we got a double homicide. Oh, what's that? What's I'm that? To what's, what's that, Ryan? Uh, nothing. Hey, nothing. Hey, George, nothing. Can I get to Joss's number? Please? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was a trip because um, he's such a great guy, and he always takes time to talk to us, and that he thought enough of me to call me and let me know that he didn't forget about me, and this the the artwork is stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and you know of all the people at Denver Comic Con, I always thank him the most because one, he became a favorite artist of mine just from reading Buffy, and two, he became one of my favorite people there because he's just a nice man. Mm-hmm. And he's and it's funny because when I was he's asking me when I asked him to draw the full figure, he said, "Well, how much would I charge you for the ones I drew previously?" I said, "You you gave them to me." <laughs> I said, "You can charge me whatever you want." He said, well, I usually charge, you know, 150 but uh, come see me on Sunday. We'll figure it out. That's <laughs> still really good. No, that's... Oh, it's yeah. amazing. No. So... 150 is crazy good. Uh, I won't mention the artist. Jay Lee. And uh, <laughs> Andrew commissioned a piece for, from him two years ago for his comic store, and he never got it, and he charged $750. <gasps> oh, my wow. goodness. So, I, so the thing with George's is he's really nice. And he takes time to talk to everybody. And that's why I wasn't upset that he didn't finish my sketch. Because if you go see him at any con, you should go see George's anyways. He takes time with everybody. If you get buy one of his sketchbooks, he'll ask you what character from Buffy you want. And he'll draw it. And he'll make it look awesome. Um, and he takes time with everybody. So he's a wonderful guy. And I know we should get on with the podcast. But I just thought it was really nice and really awesome. And um, I appreciate his hard work for me. So what are we seeing next week? Um, <laughs> I don't even know what's out next week. Uh, the two choices are Detroit and uh, Dark Tower. Uh, I guess we're seeing Dark Tower. I want to see both of those. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'll be doing the 48, so. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Whatever. Uh, hey, let's start with uh, what's going on around town with Bradley Hag and his cheese. Is his Jeep driving him around town? That's why. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's man. Talk to him. Yeah. We, we it's need like, like Benny a video the cab. <laughs> it's fully automated. I just get in, and the Jeep takes me where I want to go. Yeah. It, it knows what's going on around town, and it takes you to the next thing. That's right. This is cool. This is magical Jeep. So if this goes up in time, uh, please come out to open screen night tomorrow night, <laughs> 7 p- uh, p.m. at the nope. Boat Theater, $5. dollars <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's been pretty good about putting these up lately. Yeah, but he's not doing it this week because he's going to Oh, wait, it no, you're right. Yes, you're doing next week. Oh, okay. Oh, well, then, yeah, it might go I, up. I'm editing this one tonight, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, it'll be up tonight. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's a can- Canadian-themed open screen night, and there'll be some Canadian-themed prizes. and Bacon? Really? Maple syrup. Nice. Uh, South Park on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Got some poutine. Not even a $6 Blu-ray? Huh? 
No, well, <laughs> Will got like this bundle pack. I forget what the second movie is. But Team America. That's what it says on the photo. Oh, that's not Canadian. No, but it's, it's the exact opposite of Canadian. <laughs> no, but it's American, and that's close. Close enough. Um, and then at the Esquire this weekend is Eraserhead. Oh, that's too bad. Hey, it's my turn to shine. <laughs> <laughs> so Henry will be at the Esquire this weekend if you want to hang out with him. Um, Come say hi. I, mean, I want to hang. No out one Henry, else will but, be there. Yeah. So. <laughs> say Henry. Uh, Henry, I'll go with you just so I can do like. Yeah, I I need to support my friend here. <laughs> I'd rather lose the tip of my pinky than watch that movie again. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, obviously, the 48-hour film project is this weekend. I think you can still sign up for it. Um, yeah. You better win this year. Fuck, dude. You've been doing this so long. <laughs> can we hire those CGI guys from last year just to be part of our team? Yeah, they got their I own know team. one of them. Yeah. Right? Ed's in it, right? Yep. Yeah. Ed, Will, and AJ. and Yeah. They have their own team, so they'll probably three-peat. That, that Ed is pretty uh, great artist. Have you seen his Simpson cutouts oh, he's yeah. been doing? They're pretty spectacular. They're spot on. I feel like this should be like a rotating thing where if, like, if you won one year, you automatically have a disadvantage. Like, you automatically get musical. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you get the bottom of the barrel selection. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but ever since they've done the doubled up uh, uh, genres, it's really not like a problem to yeah. get like a bad genre. Um yeah, I think that's it. Does the drive-in the same lineup? Oh, yeah, drive-in. Um, no, they changed it to Emoji Movie. Thank God. Valerian and Spider-Man. Best lineup of the year. So you're saying <laughs> I missed the screening I wanted to see because of... I can't believe you didn't go. All you were talking about on the last episode is how you were going to go. It was uh, really good. I was going to go too, oh, and I didn't go. Oh. No, I didn't. No, I was well, going to go. I, gonna go to, I wanted to see year. Baby Driver in a drive-in. And well, you guys didn't go. That's probably why it's not... Uh, he went. One. He went. Well, so awesome. one out of three. I maybe did go see Baby Driver, but I just didn't go there. You're dead to me. Mm. <laughs> uh, I have a thing for you, by the way, because it's been like I... That's weird. No, it's your birthday present. Oh, okay. It, uh, you just keep going down the stairs. <laughs> it was. I didn't come like, in time for the actual party for your actual day, but and I haven't been on the podcast. But I have your gift. So what's happening? What's happening? Ryan, do you have your gun with you? Happy birthday! Oh, <laughs> yes! Wow! <laughs> Top Gun you... on VHS, and it's fucking sealed. Yeah, that's Where awesome. Did you get that? Never been watched. Did you reseal it? No, I got online. So. <gasps> yeah, the uh, the <laughs> little metallic awesome. uh, tape is covering the box and the the tape itself. So oh, yes, wow, that has oh. gone unwatched for thirty years. Oh, thirty years. <laughs> thirty. You're years. welcome. So next year for your birthday, wow. you can have a party where we watch a VHS copy <laughs> of Top Gun at the yeah! Alamo. <laughs> yeah! Is it standard? Frame? Oh, and we can. All, I don't. I have no is. idea. We can all bring volleyballs and play volleyball at, the, at sometimes, and like oh. give high fives every time we spike the ball. High fives. We can gnash our teeth. <laughs> so where did you find this? Even I just got it on Amazon. Wow. I went on Amazon. I, t- I typed in Top Gun VHS. I wanted to go on Laserdisc, but uh, it, the Laserdisc wow. was like four hundred dollars. Return it. So. Get me the Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that one. That was like I think three bucks. So. Oh, okay, Brad, you've seen that movie, right? <laughs> like I hope you didn't pay like fifty bucks for this. No, no, because like, it's unopened. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Factory like, sealed. That's like, really cool. You can probably find this really easy at Goodwill, Henry. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but yeah, I think it is standard frame. I can't. Oh, I'm sure it is. Because cool. at the time that was made, so I'll be that's missing twenty five percent of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> or will I? <laughs> or will you? <laughs> uh, um, cool. Thanks, Henry. No problem. Yes. <laughs> Got to bust out a VHS player and watch it. That's so cool. Have you um, seen it yet? No, I've never seen that movie. Well, now you can finally see it. The best <laughs> no, way possible. The way it was meant to, to be, be seen. seen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tony Scott's like in his grave going like, finally. Somebody's going to watch it the right way. <laughs> Tony Scott's finally at peace. He can now ascend yeah. to heaven. Yeah. Like, oh. No, he oh. can. He killed himself. Oh. 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 Whackity smackity do. An apparition comes out of Bradley Haig's bed going like, you set me free. <laughs> it's ironic because that's actually a subplot of Kingdom of Heaven, a movie. His mm. But that's um, by Ridley. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. And then looking ahead, uh, is, it's just really cool, so I want to mention it. RoboCop 2 is playing at the Alamo. Nice. And you, don't, you usually don't do number, uh, RoboCop 2. They usually do the first one. So that's August 18th, and I'll be there. I bought the first ticket to it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the commentary one where the guys make fun of the movie over it. Oh, fuck oh. that. So but I was like, yeah, it's the only way I'm going to get a RoboCop 2 ticket out of it. So. Ooh, 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 ooh. You could take a portable DVD player and a copy of RoboCop 2 and then some headphones, <laughs> and you could Private start the movie theater. at the same time, <laughs> and just and just enjoy yourself. Or I could just walk up to the box office, get the ticket, and then leave, <laughs> <laughs> and then go home and watch <laughs> RoboCop Two, and sit really close to the TV, and then look at the ticket, and be like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I paid mission to stay accomplished." Home. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's happening around town. Cool, nice. This is real news. It's real news. Oh, we're not doing the Alamo? Fuck the Alamo. Wow. Oh. Did you see they got a new wow. paint job? Man. No, they got a new paint job on the outside or yeah. the inside? Oh, on the cool. outside. Man. It's this big like, community art thing on the back. As do you, you want me to do the Alamo? I had it pulled up. Oh, you can if you want to have it pulled up too. Oh, okay. You Wait. do it. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, I, I, uh, one of the things you can see, though, is Song of the Sea. I was just going to say, I hear that's a great movie. Yeah, I, I've I, never seen it. I know. Someone's had it for like eight months, maybe a year. Oh. Maybe a year. Place Beyond the Pines is playing this Saturday, which is a great movie. Oh, yeah, uh, people one. should go check that movie out. Um, out of Sight is playing on Thursday, which is the third. Um, Ooh, that w- it, Out of Sight. Um, yes. Soderbergh's? Yeah. yeah. Soderbergh's Elmore Leonard's Out of Sight. Um, I hope I can make it. And yeah, and that's all at the Littleton. Sorry, I didn't say that. Uh, and then at the Sloan's Lake location, you've got Purple Rain on Wednesday, <gasps> the second. You have, uh, you've got Eight Mile on Thursday, the third. Can I lose yeah. myself there? You could. Okay. Uh, you only live only twice. If it's in the moment. <laughs> I'll <laughs> you, never let it go, Ryan. <laughs> you only live twice is the Mile High Movie Roast on uh, sure, Friday the fourth. <laughs> Um, and, oh, and uh, In Bruges is all, also oh, on hey. Friday. That's cool. um, yeah, which is that's a cool movie. If, you, mm-hmm. if, you, if you've never seen In Bruges, go see In Bruges for sure. For sure. Uh, and then on Saturday the fifth, they are showing North by Northwest, and they are also showing Moonrise Kingdom, and that's a movie party. Um, so you Ooh. can get some stuff. They're also showing Creep Show. Sorry, I almost missed Creep Show uh, on Saturday as well. It's a good one. Yeah. Where's my cake, Bedelia? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please do the whole show in that voice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, actually, really quickly, because um, I almost missed this, at the Littleton location Sunday, which oh, this, you, we won't record again, uh, Sunday, there's going to be a free victory f- screening of The Great Dictator, uh, which oh. is awesome. And then they're also doing a movie party for Steel Magnolias, which is a dope-ass fucking movie. And you, you should uh, see that uh, movie. Girly Night. Make sure you say what it's called. Uh, no, it's it's the the, the screen is, is called Dope-Ass Fucking Movie. <laughs> and it's a Steel Magnolias movie party. Go see Steel Magnolias. That shit is dope. What time is that Great Dictator screening? 
Um, Steel Magnolias is at 5 p.m. I, oh, cool. I, Check this I, out. I could get so, two shits about oh, 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 The Great Charlie Dictator Chaplin is movie. at 3 p.m. Oh, so you work could, on Sunday. Yeah, you could finish the – it's at 3 p.m., so you could go to the Great Dictator and then just leave a little early so you can catch Steel Magnolias. Or you can drive to Sloan's Lake and see the kid at 6. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, unfortunately you'll be in Steel Magnolias, so that's really too bad. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. let's get this straight, James. I won't be going to see Steel Magnolias. Have you seen Steel Magnolias? <laughs> yes, I have. Okay, well, then you Lake know. Sunday by 6, because I will see the kid in... Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. If, if, oh, God. There's no way it's a film screening, is it? Like, it's not 35. Well, it's free yeah. Alamo, but don't we have no, to... No, it's Denver, uh, Denver Silent Film Festival, oh, so it's okay. probably a good print of it. No, no. Yeah. yeah. I'm torn, because I, I want to see the kid... In that setting, but I have never seen The Great Dictator on a big screen either. Well, and it's t- free. <laughs> tune in next week to find out if any of us actually go to see any of these movies. Yeah, <laughs> We're all too busy seeing the Emoji movie next week. so Ugh. I hear it's the worst reviewed movie of all time. Will we get to that? Who knows? Was that, anybody's, was that surprising anybody? <laughs> it literally has a shit emoji in the film. <laughs> cool. Well, that's it's what's going on. by Patrick Stewart. That's what's going on at the Alamo. Cool. So what's real news then? Like I said, the first fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> More people died this week. It's, uh, it's a bad year, guys. Fucking um, wave. Sam Shepard died. Uh, he was a, today. He was, he, yeah, like just before the show. The bartender from Shears. No. Right. But yes, that's Sam Malone. That's Sam Malone. <laughs> you might know him as Chuck Yeager in the right stuff. He was in a great little movie called Mud. He was in Mud. Um, uh, he co-wrote the screenplay for Paris, Texas, which he got an Oscar nomination for. And, his uh, uh, his last performance was in Bloodline, and I strongly recommend watching Bloodline if you haven't already. Uh, he yeah he passed away at seventy three mm-hmm. um, from complications of ALS, Gehrig's disease. Yep, aggressive Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah, aggressive Lou Gehrig's disease. Get it right, James. One of my most favorite Dennis Leary jokes is he's talking about Lou Gehrig, and he's like, "Yeah, Lou Gehrig died from Lou Gehrig's disease. How the fuck did you not see that coming?" June Foray passed away this week at the age of 99 years old. Good mm-hmm. job, June. Um, she was the voice of Cindy Lou Who in the original animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas, as well as Rocky in Rocky and Bowling. Rocky uh, J. Flying Squirrel. Actually, I know her most as the voice of the granny from uh, Looney, Looney Tunes. Tunes and Witch Hazel. So. She, but she, oh. I found this out, though. She wasn't, um, and I should have known this, she wasn't the first granny. She wasn't. She was, The first one was B. Benaderet. Yeah, but she... Um, I think but she, she kind of, like, she consumed the role yeah, later on. I think she know? kind of took it. Yeah, a little farther. Yeah, because she, she has such a distinct voice, and she's such a wonderful performer. Right, and like, but Witch Hazel was all her own. Like, yeah, from Witch, the get-go. Ha- Witch Hazel's great. Yeah, I love Witch Hazel. Like those. The- if you get the platinum Blu-ray that has a complete Witch Hazel on it, Fuck you. <laughs> you got it for fifteen dollars in high definition. Fifteen um, bucks at what, Best Buy three weeks ago. I think what mm. many people don't realize about June Foray, which is amazing, is that she um, uh, was one of the many people who was behind the. Um, campaign to get a best animated feature Oscar category. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Um, she spearheaded that campaign like crazy. And um and t- in addition to that, she's been very active. She was very active in uh getting a lot of stuff done for the animation community in terms of like legitimizing the art form um in the eyes of adults, I guess you would call it. Cool. Um she was very she's very very talented. She worked with Mel Blanc. She was in radio um she was on Jack Benny's program. She was on Armis Brooks, you know, she was on like the whole gamut. Like she she had a full life. She's like, a very talented lady. Yeah, she will definitely be missed. I was sad. I watched Rocky and Bullwinkle that day. I was sad. The no the no the, the, the actual cartoons. The actual cartoons. The Jay Ward cartoons from the sixties. The one with Keenan and Kel in it. Fuck you. 
Although she's in that movie. Oh, cool. She plays Rocky Rocky Squirrel in that movie and oh, cool. um, animated Natasha and I think narrator's mother. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. She worked until the day she died from what I heard. So, yeah. uh, And then finally, uh, Disney legend Marty Sklar died this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was many things at Disney. Uh, one of the last big things was he was the, the VP of, uh, of Imagineering for, I don't know, 15 years, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, Hell of a talent. Yeah. That, he was a guy who like literally learned firsthand from Walt Disney uh, how to be yep. creative and build Disneyland and Disney parks into awesome stuff. Uh, so Step one, cool build one. Epcot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, but he was 83. So again, yeah, good, good for him, man. Yeah. Like that's a guy who and, did a lot of shit in his life. And it's cool when you're like someone who can leave a mark. You know, oh, yeah. You, you go to the parks and he's everywhere. So yeah, good for him. Yeah, one of the quotes called him the Jiminy Cricket of, of Walt Disney, uh, the company. Aww, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, and always let your conscience be your guide. That's not the last person. Give a little die. whistle. Oh, who else died this week? Janine uh, Morel. Who? Janine Morel. She's a very extremely yeah. famous uh, French actress. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, she works with Orson Welles. And, um, Orson um, Welles said that she's the best actress to ever live. Mm-hmm. Oh. And did she just give up on life? <laughs> French joke. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. What'd she die of? Old? Okay, Ryan. Yeah, she was like, she was the back. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. Good, again, good for her too then. Yeah. Great. So, Man. Yeah. If awesome. you want a recommendation for one of her films, The Lovers is my favorite of hers. So. Cool. Um, Rebecca Blunt may have also died this week, though who could know because she might not exist. Uh, there's a rumor okay. this week that the woman who wrote Lo- uh, Logan Lucky, um, which is the oh, like yeah. widely critically acclaimed new Steven Soderbergh movie, might not actually be a person. Um, I just think that's cool. I'm excited I mean, to find out doing who, that for years, who wrote yeah, that. Yeah, because his cinematographer is himself. <laughs> I know. It's great. Isn't his editor like himself as well, but he credits someone else? I, I Not for all movies, of them, but, but I think weird some dude. of them. Right. I know. <laughs> like, I'm convinced. This guy. He's like, he's the kind of guy you expect him to make like artsy Darren Aronofsky kind of movies um, or to go super weird like... Uh, side effects. Uh, what's his face? But yeah, no. I mean, but even side effects is like just not a great thriller Mm-mm. you know like it's not it's not artsy and dumb and broken um you know it's not it's not inherent vice sorry it's uh <laughs> like it's it's trying to be a good movie um it's just weird yeah and then he does this kind of shit and you're like what is your deal yeah. like he's a very interesting person yeah, yeah i think it's great i think it's entertaining as hell um, I, i'm 100 percent convinced that he secretly directed magic mike 2 because the person who directed that has been his assistant director for every single film he's made since really? like, his first film. And Magic Mike 2 looks identical to a... And it could just be because he's like, the yeah, it, director. Yeah. But like, it's so similar to like what it is that like it Spielberg wouldn't... really directing Poltergeist? Yeah. <laughs> it oh, wouldn't God, surprise that, me. That, no, that, that was that discussed little... more this week as well. Yeah, that little yeah. nugget. <laughs> uh-huh. I believe it. Me too. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to believe it. but You know what I do want to believe? I want to believe in more Olympus Has Fallen movies. <laughs> no. Um, oh, boy. I know the, that that last sequel didn't make me feel good, uh, but apparently they're talking about making an Angel Has Fallen, which is basically just Air Force One, but with more stabbing dudes in the face, which is what I want. Um, so ho- hopefully they can make a good movie that doesn't feel like a video game like London Has Fallen does. Um, I just want them to eventually get to Earth Has Fallen and just have it be a space <gasps> film. So. <gasps> Ah, 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 and he stabs people with like space knives. Yeah, in their space storm. <gasps> he fights aliens, and he has to stab Gerard the aliens Butler's a bunch in, in their alien faces. <laughs> oh my goodness! Ah, oh, that'd be great. Um, 
Rockers Modern Life got a trailer this week. Wait, did we talk about that last week? No, so. no. I don't think it came out last week. I'm. I just bring this up because I loved that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's crazy about it is this one. Yeah, there've been there've been times where like people have brought cartoon shows and yeah. stuff like this back before. This one, like I watched it, and I was like, this is fuck. This is the same thing. No, yeah. Like. It looks exactly the same. All of the jokes are the same, except the things they're making joke about jokes about are new. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's so bizarre to watch. Uh, probably, I mean, I, my assumption is that they're just paying a bunch of like people in Korea to draw it exactly the same way the old show was. We are um, slaves. Yeah, I, I, you know, <laughs> it's How can that um, be? <laughs> I watched that so much as a kid, and I cannot remember anything about it except for "Hey, Heffa." Right? Yeah, like that's it's, it. It's just a tonal thing. I mean, I do remember a lot about it because my brother and I joked about it all the time. Um, yeah, I don't remember any of the, like the plots and jokes and storylines yeah. at all. Yeah, I remember like like yeah, it's a, it's a tonal thing where like there were things in that trailer that reminded me like, hey, remember this and hey, remember that and I was like, oh yeah, I totally forgot that was even a character or you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm bizarrely really excited for it. Um, so yeah. Um, Y'all see that artwork for the new Avengers movie, yeah. um, mm-hmm. where where the Nomad is there and he has a beard. <laughs> it's so cool, man. Uh, everything I've just stared at it for a long time. I, this isn't even an article. I literally just have in the news as a separate tab <laughs> the fucking oh. artwork because I'm the, like the three oh, panel man. poster thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. the guy who who drew it tweeted it out uh, during during Comic Con yeah, last week. I saw week. a joke where they're like, "Wow, uh, Thanos is going pretty casual." I know, yeah, he is. <laughs> I, uh, well, because by the next, by the second movie, he'll like put on a big cloak and be like, "Now I'm in my my military garb." Now that you guys have kicked me in the shins real hard, I was so stoked when I saw Atomic Blonde because a new Thor Ragnarok trailer was before it. That like the cool like eighties, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. That's a perfect trailer for in front of Atomic Blonde. Yeah, man. Um, I was surprised it was there. I was like, wow, that was that came out fast on here. Yeah. Man. Sorry, I'm just going to keep staring at this for a second. Um, Blade Runner is not going to have any narration, which is good. Uh, it was sort of part of an interview this week where Denny Villeneuve said that uh, like he, for a long time, didn't even know about any of the controversies. So he like saw the original in theaters and thought, like, this is cool. And then... When he it was one of those people, I had some friends when I was a kid who swore by the narration version because they're like, I don't know how you would understand what was going on in that movie. And I'm like, yeah, you're not supposed to really understand what's going on in that movie. Uh, and then said that, you know, he believes that the correct version you should see before the new movie is, of course, the final cut because he knows how he's getting paid, mm. which is by Scott Free Productions. <laughs> so um, anyway. Uh, and then the very last thing that I have is that uh, the Transformers spinoff Bumblebee uh, is going to maybe star John Cena, which makes that movie perfect. John Cena! Because the only thing that can make a dumb Transformer movie with cars that turn into robots better is America's top wrestler. You can't see me! I mean, I don't mean The Rock. The Rock is an actual superstar, like, <laughs> great film star. John Cena is the kind of trash I want to put He's, in a Transformers It's really movie. interesting. I don't really watch wrestling anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still watch I hear it's it from, now. like, the 80s and 90s when I was growing up. Uh, but every time Cena comes out, half the people love him. The other half can't stand his fucking mm-hmm. guts. Well, because he's just too clean, man. And I, I there's a... If you go to YouTube, you can watch it the the rock wrestled cena in like wrestlemania 29 or something like that sure. it was a recent one yeah. yeah and it was hyped because the rock came back a year before mm-hmm. and they hyped it for a year 
and uh, The Rock won, and everyone thought Cena would win it. And uh, it, it was a really interesting crowd reaction. I didn't, you have to watch wrestling to appreciate it, but some people loved him, and so when people hated him, and when The Rock like rock bottomed him. Like the, everything just went crazy and everyone was so happy. It's it's pretty interesting. <laughs> I, I mean, he's whatever to be. I mean, I, I don't care. But. I like him as an actual actor. Like he's that guy who I I feel like has just never found the right movie to become The Rock, but like mm-hmm. has the potential to do mm-hmm. it. You yeah. know, because um, he, he was in Trainwreck and he was really he funny was in Trainwreck. That. Um, uh, he's in uh, if you have HBO Go that tour to pharmacy, which is the new Andy Samberg mockumentary. Oh, cool! He's in that, and he's really good in that. That's so. awesome. Yeah, I mean, I really like the guy. I'm I'm only kind of joking, you know, in that I will go see a dumb Transformer. Well, he's spin-off. pretty much like Mark Wahlberg, anyways. Right? <laughs> he might be better. Um, like Mark Wahlberg can be good sometimes, and then sometimes in a Transformer movie, Mark Wahlberg kind of phones it in. Um, whereas maybe John Cena will be like, no, maybe, man, I'm going to make this a fun-ass action movie maybe. where my car turns the, into The director of the Mobile movie like, gives me hope for it. So. Oh, who's directing it? I the forgot. The Kubo guy. Oh, that's right. So Yeah. Mm, nope. Just saying. Still not going to work. Oh, no. It's still a movie where cars turn into robots. I forgot that a Transformers movie came out this year because I haven't seen it and I never will. Ah, dude, you should check it out. It's dumb as shit. No, no you, Ryan, Ryan you made the right choice. I love it's, all it's, the Transformers movies. You probably don't need to see this one. <laughs> oh, no, no. You won't like it, but Brad liked it. So here, here's how my Transformer viewing goes. First one, didn't see the second one. Saw the third and fourth and fifth one. Won't see the sixth one. Or, is it, or saw the third this and fourth. This is the fifth one. Yeah, so saw the third and fourth and won't yeah. see the fifth. Yeah. Um, you've missed... Hmm. This one's better than some of the ones you've seen and worse than some of the ones you've seen. So mm. there you go. You've seen the best So one. it's just basically shit on top of shit. Yeah, but this one's really fun. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That is news, unless I miss something. Um, Tom Hardy's going to be Venom. Did you get that? <laughs> oh, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot about the fact that Tom yeah. Hardy's going to be Venom. We yeah. are Venom. Can we keep that going? Yeah. Man. <laughs> oh, Hashtag and we, we are, are Venom. Venom. Actually, yeah. I did. there was a big one I forgot, which is that um, Disney is apparently going to make a sequel to The Rocketeer. Like an actual sequel <laughs> to the original Rocketeer. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. I will never believe time. Venom is actually happening until it starts production. <laughs> and even then, until I see it, like, in theaters, I won't believe it's. Me it's being me. directed by Ridley Scott. Is it? No. <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, is it? I, I should got. No, it's being directed like, by the Zombie Land. Do it dude. though. Oh yes, yeah. I know. When, when, when you said when you said Ridley Scott, I was like, really? <laughs> like, it interested me just enough. Because like, that's not like extremely out of the realm of possibility. I know. Like, I know. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, James Cameron believes that he's going to live to be 150, so he's planning three new Terminator movies. <laughs> He's just producing them, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty it sure doesn't matter. Yeah. He's been talking dumb shit for years. That guy's not going to make anything. He's going to make Avatar movies till he retires. I think he's been a director for like 37 years, almost 40 years. Yeah. And he's made like seven movies. Yep. <laughs> I want to see this uh, No Glasses 3D he's been oh, yeah. pitching. Well, I, oh, I, you I, can. There's I, a, I, if you go get a, uh, a Nintendo 3DS, um, you, can, <laughs> you, can, you can look at that. There's a new thing... Uh, there's an article this week about IMAX going to start cutting some of the 3D showings. Yeah. They're trying to get rid of it all together. Because it's like, oh, people will go see like Dunkirk in 2D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they care really... about the IMAX. Yeah. The IMAX is the cool part. People don't want to spend $21 on a well, movie? Weird. So, I think it's just, I think it's it's run its course and just isn't yeah, worth it. No, like, it's not an experience well, that's worth it. Did I talk it? I can't, it's been so long I've been on here. <laughs> One week, I can't remember. Did I talk about seeing Spider-Man in IMAX? Yeah. Okay, that was the yes. week before, right? Yeah. yeah. That was still pretty good. 
but it ran its course. I mean, like you said, it ran its course. I mean, like it ran longer than the original 3D fad did. <laughs> True, and it was better. It, I mean, it it is a cool experience sometimes. How to Train Your Dragon in 3D was awesome and the right way to watch that movie. Excuse me, Jackass Harold, 3D is... Harold and Kumar 3D, 3D Christmas. No. no, no, no. Jackass Very 3D. Genuinely, yeah, that one we can agree on. The correct way to watch How to Train Your Dragon one and probably two was I, in 3D. I will say Jackass in 3D when the dildos coming across the screen is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, there was some dumb shit in there that was great. Yeah. Because they knew it was like, it was like a completely blue and just this dildo shooting at you. They, that's how it works. <laughs> Drive Angry in 3D was fun. Um, yeah, but that movie is just awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. That movie, yeah. yeah. Piranha 3D. Mm. I think I saw Mad Max Fury Road in 3D. Yeah. I did, yeah. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. I something like Spider-Man works really well in 3D. Yeah, any anytime that there's stuff separated from the edge of the screen floating in the middle of air like space stuff is cool in 3d the opening sequence yeah Yeah. the opening sequence of transformers 2 is amazing 3d um yeah yeah there's a there's a like literally just the opening shot is like a spaceship flying through some space shit and you're like this is awesome i will say my in-laws have a one of those really expensive sony 3d tvs that they don't make anymore that they got when they were like two thousand four hundred dollars yeah and i watched civil war on it in 3d and it looked pretty awesome because if you black out everything i mean the screen is like 50 inches maybe yeah. 48 so it's like this and yeah. i mean it adds depth i mean it, it's, it was pretty amazing in 3d um but they're not making 3d tvs anymore so right so I making think 3D, the 3d blu-rays though i think 3d works if the director and the cinematographer know this is the 3d film yeah but it's so yeah. often it's just like it's an add-on that just mm-hmm. doesn't work yeah. so so yeah. Hey, Blu-rays come out on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. Hey, we're doing this late this week. I wonder yeah. if there's any 3D Blu-rays. Probably. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Uh, Colossal is coming out on Blu-ray, uh, and there's a there's a special version that comes with a like a giant Mondo monster statue thingy. The only um, thing that's a bummer about that is it has a deleted scene as a special feature. That's because that movie's so perfect. They only need to delete one scene. Actually, no, that doesn't make your point. Your point is yeah. some, 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 you know. See, what featurettes I, would be cool. I just want to. I, I know I might be one of the few people that still love commentaries, but I love. I would love to hear like the writer of that movie oh, and yeah. take you through the process of writing oh, yeah. it. I think it's the director. Yeah, yeah, or the director because I don't want to spoil the twist in it because it's still pretty fresh, but. To see that movie, I, I think it would be interesting to see what state of mind they were in, where they came up with the idea. Um, yeah, it's really interesting to see like if it's if it started with the twist they built yeah, around it, or exactly. if they made the movie then made or, the twist. Yeah, or they had an idea for the character and yeah. then like, oh, that's where the twist has to come. Yeah, yeah, um, because and also like they had like they had like interviews with him in the pre-show for mm-hmm. it at Alamo, and he's he seems like a genuinely interesting person that I would yeah. like to see like a commentary from. Yeah, so, so that's. A bummer. I wonder if he does too much coke to sit still that long, because he's a crazy guy. Yeah, I'm bummed they abandoned all the cool, uh, like production, uh, marketing art. Oh yeah, the yeah. cover, That's the cover, the is real like Blu-ray generic. cover is awful. Yeah, I wonder if there's gonna be like a special like neon release. I hope so. Maybe hope maybe because it's a because it's a. Um, yeah, neon. because it's an Alamo release. Like, um, maybe yeah, they'll do like a cool awesome mondo release or something like yeah. that yeah because they used to because i uh i have the quiet room which is awesome if you haven't seen it um but the original 
You mean, so the, you, you mean the keeping room? Uh, yeah. What's the one with the Western? Is it the keeping room? It's the keeping Sorry, room. The keeping yeah. room. No, it's okay. Um, so the original cover is basically uh, the actors on it. You're like, oh, that's cool. But the reverse of it is uh, like orange and red kind of... Uh, I can't describe it, but it's like the, the keeping room is like written in like ink. And Ooh. it looks really cool. Yeah. So you can reverse it I to think, that cover. I think my spring yeah, Blu-ray spring is, is the same also way reversible. Like that, yeah. So maybe this one's reversible and they're just not showing us what the good cover is. I hope so. Because that yeah. just seems like they're prom- promoting like, oh, Anne Hathaway's in it. Yeah. I also want to know whether or not the best way to buy it is at an Alamo. Like, do they get a bigger cut if you just buy it from Alamo? I'm, I'm sure probably. they do. Probably. So. so if you've got an Alamo in town, go buy Colossal. Um, going in style is coming out on Blu-ray this week. Yeah, watch old people do old people things and then rob banks. I would buy this movie if it had a commentary with those three guys sitting in a room talking oh, about making that'd a movie. Be sweet, <laughs> like because that's the the charming part of that movie was just those guys being fun and old. Or I would take Kevin Spacey impersonating Michael Caine doing commentary because that would <gasps> be awesome. That would be pretty good too. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Um, similarly forgettable, The Circle is out on Blu-ray this week. Oh. Um, <laughs> worst movie of the year. For that's me. a movie that was out this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a movie that has two stars in it that should be able to like they make can't, a movie bankable. I know it's just such a shame. Uh, and they, even John Boyega's in it, and you're like, why is he here? He's like good, and he's in like four scenes. Pat Oswalt's only got like well, he's he's in a lot of scenes, but he's doing nothing. Yeah. Let's not forget Mr. Boyhood. He's also in there. Oh, for God. Some yeah. And then he gets oh, attacked oh, yeah. by a drone yeah. on the <laughs> on a freaking off the bridge. Oh, God. So uh, oh. oh, boy. Why would you just leave me alone? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? <laughs> What's that? What does he well, say? I'm to not your acting coach. That's who I'm. Um, <laughs> when they're in, like, the hallway, oh, when she's breaking up with him or. Yeah. I can't freaking remember. Or, or he's mad because she posted his antler stuff online. They think oh. I'm a killer. Yeah. You can't go with deer killer, man. <laughs> yeah. Deer killer. Deer killer. <laughs> this fucking makes antlers out of it. Like, what the fuck? Who wrote this trite garbage? Yeah, do See, people I- know that deer don't have to die to collect their antlers? <laughs> <laughs> they just drop that shit, yeah. man. They just molt. That's literally how they grow. Anyway. <laughs> uh, well, instead of watching that movie, you can uh, you can buy a Blu-ray copy of The Machinist. Uh, which is like seven bucks. Dude, go get a copy of The Machinist. That movie's great. Never seen it before. Dude, but. it's fucked up and good. That's the, the first time that Christian Bale got down to like 49 pounds for a role uh, and almost died. He, that guy's going to die young, and I guarantee you it's because of that shit he was doing. Oh, well, that and all the late weight fluctuations because oh, yeah. of how fat like, he got for American Hustle. Yeah. Well, he was fired from one film recently. It was, it was like a NASCAR. It was some racing film oh, yeah? biopic, and they fired him because he was like, I'm going to gain 100 pounds for it. They're like, no, that's a liability. We can't do let you do that. Like, man, it was just insane. Um, well, good for but- you. <laughs> 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 the uh, the machinist is a really cool little thriller no, yeah. that he did. So uh, mm-hmm. you should check that thing out. One of his best cool. roles too. Yeah, I would agree. Christian, if you don't um, not gain weight, you can't be in this movie. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, there's some straight to Blu-ray movie called The Ottoman Lieutenant. I don't know. Uh, and, and also something called the hippopotamus. I also don't know. Uh, okay. Cool. Oh, hippopotamus? Oh, man. I Damn really... you. You give them all the easy words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of really cool steel books this week. Uh, so Escape from New York is getting a really awesome steel book yeah. release. Yeah. Uh, which is a pretty good one. Yeah, baby. Uh, they Live they is live. getting a steel book. And I think The Fog, right? Uh, yeah. Hold, hold, hold on. Just hold on. 
Yeah, this quit is my sucking job. at the teat of John Carpenter. Uh, I will suck at his teat all and day. And yeah, then the fog is also getting a release this week. Uh, they all look. <laughs> One of my good. favorite interviews is Jamie Lee Curtis on that special edition from Scream Factory, mm-hmm. which are just repackaged Scream Factories, but they have come. So if you haven't gotten them, you should get them because the steelbooks yeah. are awesome. Uh, but she said. I can't believe you want to talk to me about Fog. That movie's a piece of shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's really funny. And she talks about how much garbage it is. But then she's like, but I like working for John. And I, he asked me. <laughs> I love that the on my Steelbook or on my um, uh, uh, Scream Factory release of They Live, they put on they put that, that, that sticker that just says buy me on it. And when I got it, I was like, this is weird. Why did they put this on there? And then because at the time I had not seen the movie and I went to scrape it off. And then, like, watched the movie, and then I was like, "Oh shit, that was a that was an intentional part of the packaging." <laughs> oh man! So anyway, that's why Scream Factory is great. I Speaking know, of Scream Factory, so uh, nope, not getting there yet. Uh, uh, you fucker, <laughs> Gregory Peck. I always say Scream Factory for the end. You know that. <laughs> uh, Gregory Peck's MacArthur is on Blu-ray this week, uh, which just has a really cool cover where Gregory Peck plays General MacArthur. Um, you know, he's also Atticus Finch. He he is. Um, Gold Diggers, The Secret of Bear Mountain is getting a DVD <laughs> release this week. I have seen this film. <laughs> That's the only reason I wanted to uh, talk about it. It's an old Christina Ricci movie from the height of Christina Ricci's uh, career, um, which means she was about 14. Um, and I bears. forgot the movie existed. <laughs> so, Such an unfortunate title. <laughs> never even heard of it. <laughs> this week from IFC, uh, House on Willow Street. Uh, the cover's cool. Movie? I have no idea what it the is. movie's about, but the cover's cool. Um, the tagline is evil. House. Evil has an address. On Street. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know who's in that? That's that the chick from uh, Your Next is in it. Oh, really? Because I was I I don't know I was just fucking around on IMDb and I clicked on her. She's also in the shark movie called Bait, where there's a tsunami in Australia and there's great white sharks in like this grocery store. Oh, what? So I'm gonna have to get it because I also heard it's not that bad. <laughs> Wait. Are they swimming in the gr- yeah. or in the store, or are they just like so, hanging out? So it's like Tremors. Remember where they're jumping on top of the the shelves, oh, oh. but there's water there, and there's sharks swimming in between them. Oh, yep, writes itself, cool. bro. <laughs> writes oh, itself. Man. They could have called it like Escape to Isle Nine. Why aren't you a writer? I don't know because <laughs> Bait's a terrible title. Um, and then very last and always greatest uh, this week from Scream Factory is Slither. Yes. Screen Factory makes me so happy. They, uh, their Comic Con like movies, because if you if you're a fan of Drag Me to Hell, which I am, they're finally putting out a collector's edition of it because the Blu-ray for Drag Me to Hell is pretty weak, and yeah. they're doing the Strangers and uh, a couple other ones that are pretty great. And they're announced oh, more. Man. I want to watch Drag I love Me to Screen Hell again. Factory. Yeah, yeah, I have that Drag Me to Hell Blu-ray, and it's not yeah. great. Yeah, the movie's great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. It's got the, the spoiler b- is in the title. Right. Uh, cool. Uh, that is everything on Blu-ray this week. My cool. Mask of the Phantasm came in. Did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched that this week. On Blu-ray? Yeah. Nice. We'll, we'll talk about what it. What else did you watch this week, Ryan? What have been watching? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Oh, I'm starting this week? Uh, you are now. Cool. So, I watched, I watched a few things. I was... Because I was moving, it's hard for me to watch a lot of stuff, but I kind of caught up on some things. I rewatched Kong Skull Island, which I think Ooh. is pretty fun. It might be one of the most fun I had watching a movie this year and watching it again. One than Spider-Man Homecoming? No, I said, I really? said one of. Oh, one, one, of. Uh, one of the 50 most fun times he's had in the Yeah, because I think the movie's actually pretty fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's really cool parts where they 
release toxic gas and Tom Hiddleston's just slicing these bat things in half. Oh, yeah. And then when he gets to the end, he takes off the gas mask anyways. I'm like, I guess it doesn't matter that much. And <laughs> yeah, it's really just green smoke. It does, it, yeah. There's nothing bad about and, it. I mean, but the effects in it are amazing. Yeah. Uh, so that movie's great. Um, uh, and they have some cool special features on it, how they designed the creatures and things like that. Uh, I watched uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's... It might... So The Dark Knight, I still think, is the best Batman movie. That one's really close because I think that I think the mystery in it's really interesting. And having read Batman Year One since I saw it, I'm like, oh, that finds, follows kind of the same beats of Batman Year One because uh, it, it delves into Bruce Wayne becoming Batman. Um, and the Joker's really great in it. Mark Hamill's great as a Joker. What a photo op. The councilman and his wacky pal. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, and there's some... Like sexual innuendo stuff in there. That's great. Uh, the Joker has this like bot that's chopping Ro- stuff in the his robot wife. Yeah, <laughs> he like smacks her on the ass. He's like, I'm pretty good at turning you on or something, something like that. But uh, it's great. And that movie never really it didn't get a big audience. But the Kevin Conroy as Batman. It's really great watching him play Bruce Wayne and play Br- Br- Batman because I think it's an amazing transformation. Um, from the two characters, because in this one, he's dealing with losing love and you never see Bruce Wayne deal with that. And then it haunts Batman throughout the f- course of the film. And I won't spoil the ending of the film because it is it is pretty shocking if you haven't seen it before, who when he figures out who the phantasm is, well, who the Joker figures out who mm-hmm. the phantasm is, uh, because and it's dark. It's I mean, the phantasm's going around killing people. And Batman is trying to solve why the Phantasm's killing people while he's also dealing with a conflict of losing someone he's loved that ties into his parents. And it's uh, and that's when I didn't mind the rehash of his the parents' death. They didn't really show it, but it's him struggling with it. Yeah. Uh, so his internalization of the pain is is really great. Uh, so and it, it looks great on Blu-ray. I, I like uh, if you watched it yet. Uh, I watched the theatrical version. I haven't been able to watch. I didn't know there was a television version. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm that, interested to see. I like think they what, just crop it. You think it's, it's just a framing yeah, thing? Yeah, because I, I was wondering if maybe thing. they cut out the like. There's some blood in the movie. Oh, maybe they did. So maybe that's oh. missing. Um, and maybe oh, some of the more violent cool. deaths too. Like, yeah. I actually think it's pretty terrifying when that one old dude who's breathing. Yeah. When you find that he's killed by the Joker and he gets like the you know the Joker smile. Yeah. And he looks like a corpse that's just smiling. I think it's pretty horrific that'd be cool because then like you know somebody like my niece who's watched all of the animated series oh, yeah, and loves it yeah, like then it. she could watch that version because it's edited for tv right? yeah like but what i really like is when they up converted it and they it looks great but they also left some blemishes in which i love yeah because it still gives it that uh the film quality sure mm-hmm. um like uh, drawn on cells exactly like, yeah. and, and it, it, it's beautiful I, I think the animated series is one of the best looking shows ever it's the greatest cartoon show of all time probably yeah uh, so I I finally saw John Wick too. Um, oh, cool! It's pretty awesome. I know. Again, it's it's like the first John Wick where I don't understand the world they're in. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but there's uh the scene after he uh, kills that one lady. Yep. And he walks out and like I, I like common in this because he's like he's like you working tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Did it go good? Really good. And then they just start shooting at each other. Yeah. And they have. St- bulletproof like jackets i'm like all right i'm done it's so good it's dumb as shit it is and then like they still get the mario coins and 
now John Wick can't use Mario coins anymore. I know. What do you do when you can't use the Mario coins? And then I'm watching the special features. Like, this takes place, like, almost two weeks after the first John Wick. I'm like, oh, and he already has a dog that's super well-trained. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't know where he got it. Probably spent, like, three Mario coins for it. <laughs> no, it's just it's just how cool. I think he gets it from, the uh, like, a bad guy in the first one, doesn't he? I think, I I think remember. like, at the end of the first movie, he replaces his dog. Like, I think that that's what happened. But, but uh, what's that dude from Hansel and Gretel at the beginning? He's at the oh, beginning. Oh, uh, Peter Stormar? Yeah. Yes. He's like, and you killed his fucking dog. <laughs> but it's in Russian. Like, it's so good. Like, all right, I'm down. And then he runs people over with his car. Oh, like, that whole first sequence with the car is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like a, so good. So it's another one of my favorite movies of the year just because it's <sighs> so batshit crazy. Story doesn't matter. Does not matter. Because, again, it's like they're trying to... I, I appreciate they're trying to get you in this world of assassins, but it doesn't make sense. No. And a, a world entirely made of assassins. Like yes. Everyone is yes. An ass- Literally everyone in the whole world is an assassin. <laughs> and the homeless people are assassins. And, and then, like, John Wick, like, sees a homeless dude. He gives him a Mario coin, and he's like, okay. And he, like... He doesn't care about the contract on John Wick, I guess. Right. I don't know. It's the closest thing to Assassin's Creed, a movie we will ever get. Yeah, <laughs> you know when he stabs Common on the because that train fight scene oh, is like so good. Because like I like when they're walking, a, like yeah. I think in the terminal they're they're far away from each other and they're just like under their arm just shooting. Yeah, they're just walking with each silencers. Other. It's yeah. ridiculous. But I also like too because you so expect good. when the train goes by that they're gonna cut to one and one of the guys is gonna be gone. Yeah. Nope. They both get on the train as more people get off. They just inch closer. Yeah. And then he's like, "I'm doing you a favor. You pull that out, you bleed to death. You're welcome." And I'm like, oh, he's going to come back in the next one. It's in your aorta. Yeah. Because you want him to because Common is cool. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I like when Common's in things. Yeah. So that was that was pretty fun. Yeah. Man. I'm going to go watch it. Remember that? Mo- did you did you see did you see the moment where he's shooting the shotgun and he runs out? So he takes one shell and loads the shotgun from the top mm-hmm. and then fires it at the same time. What? That was cool. Man, yep. Keanu Reeves is good at that. I know that. So you know that. Remember that training they video they were showing of him where he's mm-hmm. like walking. So now circling on Facebook, uh, my friends at work show me that they have like a Michelle Rodriguez one. I'm like, mm, it's not very impressive. No, I mean she's not doing Keanu. Like Keanu is actually does. Uh, some people might know this, but he does. There's this uh, guy who trains police officers, and if you watch it, uh, he pulls a gun up to his face like this, really close, and that's so he can shoot at close range. And he does. Uh, all these cool little like tactical stuff that that's cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he does. He keeps doing that thing where he like he does he like moves the gun back and forth yep. like he's like he's checking the like if he turns it a different way someone will appear. I know. And what I like too is like oh he's doing press checks. So like when you load a gun and you rack it, you pull it back a little, the slide back a little bit to make sure there's a bullet in it. He does yeah. that throughout the movie. Like oh fuck yeah, he's doing real shit. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so cool. Oh man, that movie's great. Yep. Yeah. That's why I watched it this week. <laughs> cool. Henry, um, what have you seen lately? Okay. Uh well I've been watching a lot of Richard Gere films because I'm doing all of his filmography. I'm not gonna say much about it because I'm just gonna do one long article. Once I finish, I have like three films left. Sweet. So but I watched uh I discovered King Vidor and I'm watching his films now. Okay. Who is uh, that? Zach, do you know him? King Vidor is a uh filmmaker from the silent and then eventually the talking era. He has the record for the longest career of any director in history. Snap. He made his first film in 1915 and his last film in 1980. So. Yep. And he made eight films. No. Uh, three. Um, but uh, I watched two Stop of his films. Stop disrespecting history, guys. <laughs> no, that was more of a James Cameron joke, if anything. I watched two of his films, uh, the first being uh, The Big Parade. That's a good one to start which, with. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, Is that the first one of his you had seen? Or? 
No, I know. I know. Just heard of him until like recently. Okay. Yeah, so, so they okay. added like eleven of his home stuff, home struck. So I just worked my way through it. Okay. Good. But uh, it's big. Uh, the big parade. It's good. It's probably my favorite World War One film. Uh, it's about this really rich uh, guy who gets drafted and goes to war. Mm. They, he then falls in love with this. Uh, I think it's an Italian woman. Maybe a French woman. Uh, I think it's French. Yeah, it falls in love with this French woman, and then it's, and then it's basically how he discovers the horror of war. So, yeah. but it's really, really, really well done, especially for it's a two and a half hour long silent film, but it actually kept my attention. So, which is rare. I would so. I would put it in contention with All's Quiet on the Western Front as one of the best World War One movies. Yeah, and you can tell that that one uh, is very much inspired by this film. Yeah, so. cool. very much so. Uh, I uh, and then I also watched Hallelujah, which uh, the big parade is notoriously the most successful silent film ever made oh, okay like it made way more money than people were expecting mm-hmm. and so he was allowed to make really whatever he wanted after that so uh, uh it wasn't his next film but he made it a little bit later uh so I watched hallelujah which is a it's a musical i think it was in the 40s when they made it uh and it's an all-black cast uh like jazz musical in the 40s and so oh. and the fact that that even exists is pretty shocking oh there's, yeah. oh there's many of those my boy i will show you where they are yeah but that one's really good i really liked it so uh, Cabin also, in the Sky, guys. I also watched uh, Room Two Thirty Seven, oh, which yeah. is the documentary on The Shining. Yes, mm. it's it's like half conspiracy theory, half hey, we actually paid attention to this movie. I mean, yeah, it's like because you've got cool stuff like hey, notice how he turned all the cans this way? That's yeah. intentional, and you're like, yeah, it is. And then you've got that weird lady who's like, notice how this room doesn't have windows? Yeah. You're like, no, lady, that's not a thing. It's yes, it's a set. Like, come on, it's. it's because, like, the director never, like, gives an opinion. Like, he's never like, this no. one's real, this one's not real, or whatever. Yeah. Should we clarify that see... Room 237 is about the... Ma- about uh, is, oh, it, I... is a critical dissection of The Shining yeah, by Stanley that. Kubrick? I said that. Um, okay, sorry. But, uh... And you... And I think it's more an interesting thing to look at, and it kind of proves that if you dissect and overanalyze something enough, it'll be what you want it to be. Sure. Uh, or you can kill it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think I think it's an okay. I think I mean after the first couple, you kind of just get bored of it. Yeah. I think I think it's more so that you can just watch clips of online. Cause some of them are ridiculous. Some of them are better. And yeah. yeah, but I think if you're really interested in The Shining, which I'm really not, then I think you will like it more. Mm-hmm. But and that it only that that documentary only works for that film because for whatever reason that movie is like a lightning rod for dumb things. Yeah, you know, like the. Like the Apollo 11 conspiracy and, like, all this shit where you're like, no, guys, come on. Yeah. Come on. Please. Uh, then I watched uh, A Prophet, which is uh, a French film I've, I've been meaning to watch because I really like the director. Uh, Jacques Audard is the the director of that film. Is that from the last couple of years? Uh, yeah, I think it was, like, 2009. Okay, yeah. Uh, currently, uh, Siam Raimi is apparently going to be making a remake of it. Oh, uh, wow. So, yeah. It's uh, it's of the three films that the director's made, it's probably my least favorite, but it's still really good. Uh, if you're a fan of like kind of crime kind of stuff, I would definitely check out Jock Otter's kind of stuff. Hmm. One of the films was in my top ten of the decade. Um, What's it about? A Prophet is about this guy who uh, it's never really established if he actually committed a crime or not, or if he was just framed. But he goes to this French prison, and he's an, he's this uh, he's this Arab guy, and he goes there, and basically the Italian mob within the prisons like. You're going to be our hitman, essentially. And so, and, th- and so he, they're like, <laughs> you need protection while you're here. If you kill this guy, we'll give you protection. But now that you know that we want to kill this guy, if you don't kill this guy, we will kill you. Oh, okay. Uh, and then it kind of evolves from there. So From the title, I thought it was going to be like The Gift, and then it wasn't. Well, there is a reason for the title. I won't really give it away. Sure. Because the film evolves a lot. Oh, okay. So, but cool. yeah, if you're, if you're interested in French crime thrillers, uh, then I would definitely check it out. Sweet. 
uh, I rewatched Baby Driver, uh, and I think I liked it a little bit less because the more of the flaws kind of sunk in for me. Uh, but one thing I just wanted to know, because it's not really a big deal, but like one thing I noticed that, I don't know if any of you guys noticed it when you saw it or rewatched it, is there's a moment where he turns the channel on a t- on the TV, and the first thing that he turns away from is a news report. I'm, I noticed it the first time, too, and I noticed it again this time. I'm almost positive that reporter's animated. Really? Yeah, like, in like I, I, I want to like wait till it comes out so I can watch it frame by frame. <laughs> But I think they just did like a real. It's it's not like well animated. It's like a block character kind of like polygon kind of thing. What? And I think that's what it is. And I th- I'm gonna just have to see it like frame by frame because it looks like because it's only like a split second that you see before it changes into like I think it's the report on okay like someone driving the truck. I've seen it three times. And I did not catch that. I, yeah, I and saw so, it a second time this week as well, and I didn't notice it. And so like I'm gonna have to wait till it comes. But I know out. I know the cut you're talking about, and it would be incredibly difficult to because it's it's also it's like a J cut where like you you're already listening to the audio yeah. and you cut to him, and so you're not even really paying attention to what you see by yeah. the time he changes his channel. And so I'm gonna have to, but it's like it'd be hilarious if it was. Because I mean I'm not sure if it's like we just didn't want to hire a guy to come in to do it, so we just did like a quick animation of it. Yeah. Because it's like it's literally like two frames. Yeah. But like it it jarred me both times I saw it, and so I'm gonna have to see it again. But. Weird. Were you high? No, it wasn't high. Okay, just checking. That was just, yeah. it's just worth it. Uh, but yeah, so Baby Driver is still pretty good. It's not my favorite of the year, uh, and the flaw is kind of more evident when I saw it this time. But yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, cool. And uh, finally, this upcoming Friday, I will start my new review series, uh, White Coats, uh, which is a exploitation film series. Cool. Uh, I like that title. Yeah. Uh, do you know where it comes from? Uh, no, I just like the title. Uh, in the seventies, when. Uh, Exploitation filmmakers were doing their thing. There's a lot of censorship being like, you couldn't release it because it's too lewd or whatever. Sure. Mm. Uh, so what they would do was filmmakers would film one scene of someone wearing a white coat to kind of say, like, this person's a doctor. And they would come and they'd be like, here's why this film's educational. And then that's how they would release it and because and, it would be considered an a educational film oh. and not a nudist film. And so sometimes you'd see introductions with those like uh, like or in the credits it'd be like introduction by Doctor So and so PhD. Yeah. L- LED whatever, you know? Yeah. I was thinking like there's that scene in, in uh Weekend at Studs where where he gets he steals the taxi from a lady in a in like a trench coat, mm-hmm. and then as he drives away, having stolen her taxi, she just opens the trench coat and she's naked. No, that'd be uh, better. Um, it's it's the seventies equivalent of when they came out before Frankenstein and said, "This shit's really scary. You probably should not sue us." <laughs> is that what the movie's called? Oh no, party party at studs. What's what's the Italian Stallion movie actually called? You know the one. Uh, the I one don't where, oh, Kitty uh, and yeah, like Party Kitty and Party studs. At Kitties. I think yeah. So, yeah, Party Kitty and Studs, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, the film that I'm reviewing, I think this will only be like a monthly series because this article is much longer. It's like a five page article I wrote. Cool. Uh, it's uh, the review of this series. I think James, you'll like it because it's a space film. Cool. Uh, it's called Nude on the Moon. Wait. Um, yes. <laughs> it came out five years before we actually went to the moon. Oh, so, <laughs> so keep it, keep that in mind when it's not extremely scientifically accurate. It was prophetic, is your point? Yeah. So uh, the two NASA employees. It's actually they're... the movie that JFK watched. Yeah, that inspired exactly. his Rice College speech. Yeah, yeah. So the two NASA employees. The, there's only two of them. It's what um, he meant by the other things yeah, when he said. So... We choose to go to the moon and do the other things. We do not choose to do things because they are hard, but because I am hard. <laughs> oh, fuck. Actually, that was pretty good. Anyway, Henry, go ahead. So, the only two uh, NASA employees, because there's only two of them, decide, hey. <laughs> Sorry. So they decide, hey, let's go to the moon. And then, uh, 
So they build a spaceship, um, and their secretary's there, and she's like, hey, you guys should really go to the moon. Like, you know what? You're a really great secretary. I'm really glad that you're our secretary. You never see her again. Um, (laughs) So they then get in the spaceship and do do the three-hour ride to the moon, as we all know it is. Um, So they go to the moon, and who would have thought the moon's Florida? And it's it's a big, lush jungle. And so they're walking around the moon, and uh, they have these really great spacesuits that are uh, long john underwear. Um, <laughs> and so they finally, and they, they find this kind of like rock. They're like, hey, what's that rock? So they go over it, and they look over it. Who would have thought the moon is inhabited by nudists? Uh, and it's a huge news colony. They're all hanging out. You didn't read that when they landed? <laughs> Who would have thought? I know. It's yeah. very <laughs> accurate. There um, was a sign that said, nude beach clothed beach and yeah. you clearly went the wrong direction and so they're like hey it's the nudist beach or not it's the nudist colony on the moon and so they kind of go around and of course they're all aliens because they're wearing headbands that have antennas sticking out of them. <laughs> um, and so they're hanging out and it's great and then for the next like 40 minutes it's them hanging out and not really doing anything and then one of the nasa guys goes to the queen the moon queen uh, and he and he's like, "Yo, Moon Queen, have this chocolate." So she eats the chocolate, and then they fall in love. Yes. Um, I thought you were gonna say it was like a diuretic. No. And so then the older NASA guy comes to them. He's like, "Hey, we need to go because you know the camera. It's full of pictures. We gotta go. We're gonna run out of oxygen soon. We've stolen all these pictures of the nudists. <laughs> no, they've been taking photos this entire time. Don't worry, it makes sense. Um, and so they're like, "We gotta go." And so he's like, but I can't. I love the Moon Queen. And he's like, and which they've met, they've known each other for maybe five minutes now. This is when the conflict is introduced to them. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to die here with the Moon Queen. <laughs> and so then the Moon Queen in her. Wait, like, but don't the, do the moon, do the moon nudists have oxygen? No, they're aliens. So he's going to die on the moon. Yes. Because he should be, because he wants to be with Moon Queen. Because he can't stick around because he doesn't have enough oxygen. Yes. Uh, and so this movie's got flaws. Yeah, uh, and so then the Moon Queen, <laughs> yeah. just saying. And then the Moon Queen gives a voiceover monologue because the people can't, the aliens can't communicate with the humans, as we all know. Sure. And so she gives this whole thing like, "I love you so much for giving me that chocolate," and then she <laughs> knocks them out and forces them to leave. And so they get in the spaceship. Aww, yeah, that's and so, so sweet. Yeah, and so they get in the spaceship and they leave. And then as they're flying back on the three-hour flight back to Earth. Uh, <laughs> The guy's like, oh, wait, I forgot the camera. So they have no proof that there's the nudist colony on the moon. Fucking amateurs. <laughs> and so then they land on Earth and no one believes them. He's and like, for Jimmy, some. Jimmy, you had one job. Yeah. And then they land on Earth and, they're like, and they go and they're like, hey, there's this nudist colony on, Earth, on the moon. And no one believes them. And then for some reason, the other guy who did not fall in love with the moon queen is like, I don't know if we saw nudists on the moon. And so he doesn't believe it anymore. And so then the younger guy is really depressed in NASA. And then the secretary comes back out. And the secretary is the moon queen. Okay, I was going to say, because before you said the secretary never comes back. So, okay, great. So Wait, so does that mean that he may have just had dreams about the secretary being naked? I mean, maybe. Is he sexually harassing his coworkers? Well, he then, once he sees, oh, wait, because he recognizes those breasts anywhere. He's like, oh, hey, it's the... Oh, hey, it's the Moon Queen. He then jumps up and then profusely makes out with her. Which, if this was not the Moon Queen, that's sexual harassment 101. How does one profusely make... Never mind. So, none of the none of the astronauts felt like spending the time it takes to watch The Dark Knight Rises to go back to the moon no. and get the camera? I mean, apparently... Well, 
for some reason they're like, and we're never going back. And so I don't really, I didn't. Maybe I missed a line where yeah. they explained that, but like, they don't have, only a three-hour ride. They, it's they only a three-hour ride. I mean, yeah, free, think, they like, don't have any free three-hour like things coming up in the near well, future, be, man. They're, because their it, schedule's booked. If they didn't come back with all that good porno to sell, they didn't have enough money for the budget to go back to the moon, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this was all Little about. Little did we know that NASA's funded by pornography. Right. So, <laughs> but yeah, nude Thanks on the moon. <laughs> uh, oh, so yeah, wow. that's the first film. Do you own this? this? Uh, no, it's you can watch it free on YouTube. So great. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I'll do this once a month. The article that I wrote goes way into detail <laughs> on pretty much everything in it, uh, making awesome. some wild accusations about the film. So, I'm but so yeah, excited. if you want to check it out, I uh, it's on YouTube, and if you want to read the article, it'll be out Friday. So yeah, cool. Zach, what are you watching? I wish I had watched Nude on the Moon. No, I'm, I might. <laughs> that sounds like the most amazing thing ever. Um, I did watch a space movie, though. Uh, so I finally saw Interstellar. Oh, good. After, shoot, all right, all right. probably three years of, of I didn't sadness, act, of I didn't, depression. I didn't actively avoid it. I just, it just never popped up on my radar. But um, uh, So I watched it, um, and I was telling James this earlier, um, I had a... I, at the beginning of the film, I'm kind of like trying to figure out like, okay, is this the present or is this the near future or what? But like, I, it, it kind of like the importance of that goes away within 10 minutes when you start like seeing everything take place. I mean, the, the stuff with McConaughey and his kids is charming and whatnot, like how he interacts with Murph. Um, the scene in the school is great where they're talking about like essentially how these kids are being dumbed down by like lack of scientific knowledge. Um, the movie itself, like I, I thought, it was very well constructed and like it's a it's a really fascinating space adventure. I would kind of model it like as a uh, a two thousand and one type of adventure, so it's more of a thinking man space movie and not a space adventure per se. Um, but um, uh, and I loved uh, uh, we've all seen it here, right? Yes, Matt Damon's uh, uh, character appearance. Was was shocking. Listen to the podcast, and I've never seen it. (laughs) Thanks, Zach. Hey, hey, it's been a couple years. It's been three years, and the internet is full of spoilers. Yeah. So, um, but Matt Damon popping up was surprising, but then his character turn was even more surprising. Um, and I liked the ending a lot. I thought the ending was very touching, very heartwarming. I cried. Um, so I really liked it. I highly recommend y'all check it out. I wish I had checked it out in IMAX. I regret that. Um. I also watched a shit ton of Simpsons. Uh, I think I went through seasons three and four like over the course of three days. Um, I think season four is my favorite. Is uh, that the one with the witness relocation program? No, that's that season, season five. five. Season five. That's season five. Then. Season three had. Uh, I love the uh, episode where um, where it reveals like how Bart uh, how Bart was born because it's all set up by a pregnancy scare that they're gonna have a fourth kid. Um, but. Um, I also really liked the Mr. Plow episode. I obviously like it's got the late great Adam West in a in a, in a very prominent role. Um, the uh, Homer the, the Homer the Colonel, uh, which is one of the few episodes that Matt Groening himself wrote, um, where Homer falls in love with that country star. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is really uh, is Lurleen is a, Lumpkin. Lurleen Lumpkin, yeah, uh, which I think is a very well written episode. Um, all of John, John Schwartz, all of John Schwartzwelder's stuff is still amazing. It's some of the best writing that has ever graced television or uh, film, for that matter. I mean, like he's he was a he's a he is a genius. Um, although he may not exist, guys. <laughs> no, he's a hermit, and they call him up periodically for 
They called him well. They called him one time finally in the season ten commentaries, and they got him on phone where he's cooking steak. And at the very end of their little brief interview with him, he said, "It's too bad this isn't John Schwartzwelder." <laughs> and then he hung up the phone. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, love the Simpsons. Still great, amazing. What else can you say? Um, Did we talk about how the season seventeen's getting 18? released? 18? Oh, 18's getting released. Yeah, yeah. Um, and That's good uh, stuff. And it looks like they're going to continue to do it. Um, Which they should. They always sold really well, and they put so much time and effort into them. Right. And, I mean, well, it's Fox, as well Fox as... is fucking yeah. annoying. Al, Al Jean explained it in an interview that they were also trying to help coincide the launch of the FX Now app and uh, the FXX uh, marathons and stuff. So they kind of... That wasn't the prime motivation, but that's one of the reasons why there was a huge like gap. Like, is that they were focusing yeah. on that. Um, so... Um, uh, I uh, watched Darkman again. Darkman's really fun. <laughs> Take the pink fucking <laughs> elephant. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I got it on stars because I, um, uh, I so I watched the pilot for Ash vs Evil Dead when it first came out, mm-hmm. but I didn't watch the show not because I was actively avoiding it, but it was just like it was just we didn't have stars at the time, and I could only get that free episode at the time. So I bit the bullet and got a star subscription for myself, and I watched the first three episodes this week, and it's really fucking funny. It's good. Oh, God, I fucking love it. I I'll, I want to talk more about it when I finish season one. Like I, said, um, I can't believe that show exists, and there's a third season coming out. I know. It's like, wow, there's so many hours of Ash now. It's it's amazing. Um, I, uh, um, I watched Austin Powers again because it's 20 years old now, apparently. Yeah. Like, I forgot about that. And, like, I... I think that it's weird because I'm a bigger fan of The Spy Who Shagged Me, which I also watched this week, but I think that first one is actually a smarter script. I think it's a way smarter script. Um, the second one is funny, but it's also it, it's hindered down by some of the jokes already been done before, and then these new jokes that are funny, but they're not as funny as some of the other stuff. I think what's clever about the first Austin Powers is not necessarily that it's spoofing James Bond, but it's spoofing 60 swinger movies in general, like in like Flint yeah. and stuff like that. Like it's yeah. a, it's a period of time that Mike Myers clearly is influenced by. Um, like there's stuff like the Burt Bacharach stuff is like, it's, it's, that's definitely not a James Bond thing. Um, but you get that, uh, like that motif with it. It's great. Um, I think I said it last a couple of weeks ago, I still think uh, Seth Green has one of the best readings in any movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Just expect me to have a relationship with you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I, I just, I just love his his reading of that line. I think it's brilliant. Uh, I I love how like uh, it's um he's got um uh, Vanessa uh, at gunpoint, and then Powers grabs uh, Scott and says, "Looks like the tables have turned." Oh, go ahead, kill him. See if I care. <laughs> <laughs> what you think you gonna let him kill me? I hate you. <laughs> Or the or Scott line, I have a gun in my room. I'll get it. We'll both shoot him together. <laughs> oh, that one's great. Sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. Um, so yeah, but like I said, I also watched the second one, and I even though I will, uh, even though I said what I said, the second one brings back a lot of memories because that was the that was the first Mike Myers movie I ever saw in a theater, um, and I saw it like uh, opening weekend, and like amongst the trailers we saw for in front of that movie were. American Pie and uh freaking um uh I'm trying to think of the other one. Uh I think it was maybe one of the is it something called Just Visiting. <laughs> it was like a weird 
like time travel movie that I really want to revisit now that I'm that that I have the brain power for it. But um, so um, and uh, last thing I watched this week was I watched rewatched Wayne's World because it was on um, uh, in my uh, Amazon queue. Um, yeah. One of my favorite movies ever. It's sucking my will to live. <laughs> <laughs> He does this every Friday. <laughs> Stop torturing yourself, man. Live in the now. It's one of my favorite movies. I fucking love that movie. He's coffee and crueler stat. Uh, but the like, the thing, like though, it was weird because now that I now knowing you, because you're a cop, that first scene where they're going like, I smell bacon. Do you smell bacon? Uh huh. Bacon, pork products. You know, I should give cops our time when I was a kid. Gamble. <laughs> and I love Ed O'Neill's cameo oh, too. Yeah. Oh god! Like, why is it <laughs> that when a man is sent to sent to war to kill a man, it's considered heroic, but when another man kills another man in the heat of the passion, it's considered a crime? Whoa, whoa! What are you doing? Only Garth and I get to talk to the camera. <laughs> yeah, so, that's yeah. great. So yeah, that's all I watched this week. It's such a clever script too, because they break the fourth wall continuously throughout it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the movie's so goofy, and they have a bit with Chris Farley when they get through the Alice Cooper <laughs> concert, <laughs> and he's talking about how Mr. Big is like this huge record producer, and how he only gets this one channel. It's the only channel he watches in his limo, and they stop and they look at the camera like, hmm. You know, for security guard, a lot of information. You have to wonder if this will pay off at some point. <laughs> and it literally is the end of the movie. It's 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 way more clever than most Saturday Night Live movies. Yeah. <laughs> the Scooby-Doo ending. <laughs> That's all I watched this week, like I said. Brad? I, I got skipped. Yeah, I guess you're dumping over to me. Man. Well, so you were introducing everybody, so now you're stuck at the end. No, that's okay. I'm good. Um, Here's a little curly cue of the Dairy Queen ice cream. What? Yeah, at oh, Dairy DQ, yeah. they have to put the curly cue on the top. Yeah, okay. Um, I watched the Glow documentary. Oh um, yeah, cool. And so it was interesting to see like uh, what they what the the series took from <laughs> real life and like walk, like seeing all the little details that became what they are in the show. Yeah, like Mark Maron's character and where he kind of comes from. It's yeah. like it's I mean like Mark Maron's is not point for point. Right, but like the background is there. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that are just like okay, that's a really cool way that they took that real thing and then made it work in the show. And yeah, you know all the different characterizations of the, the different wrestlers and what they become. Uh, I'm trying to remember the, the I'm trying to remember the name of the wrestler. I think it was like Lady Samoa or something like that. Um, the 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 uh, yeah, I forget the, her. Her story is actually touching. Like at the very by the very end, like well, yeah, like she really like she was like the face of the whole glow enterprise and, and then, she was uh really encouraging to all the the wrestlers and then you know diabetes man yeah just wrecked, wrecked her body and then of course all the wrestling so but yeah seeing the, the reunion and everything was nice mm-hmm. yeah. them, all them getting back together um i was like expecting oh yeah this one's not coming but everyone i think made it so pretty much yeah um and then also, a, a detail from the show itself, uh, that episode where they, uh, the girls pay off the people in the Back to the Future line to come to the Glow Show instead, mm-hmm. on the marquee, it has Back to the Future, um, Dawn of the Dead, and what's the third movie? Damn it. I just had it. It's a movie called Damn It. No. Uh, I can't remember either, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I spent so much time trying to remember it. And it doesn't matter. The thing is, Dawn of the Dead, and I was like... 
I don't think Dawn of the Dead was the 85 or 86 movie, and it's supposed to be Day of the yeah, Dead. It's Day of the Dead. Oh. It came out in 85. Yeah, so that's a little It's just a mess up in error. the show. Yeah, oh, funny. someone didn't do their research. Dear Netflix. <laughs> so. Cool. Yeah, I was trying to look up that weekend, like, what won that box office that weekend? So I, I wish I could remember oh. what the th- their third movie was, but. Because they mentioned Witness earlier in the series, but I don't yeah. think it was Witness on the marquee. Yeah. Literally unwatchable now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does not make sense. Yeah, glowy is garbage. Yeah, fail. Um, yeah, so I watched that. Uh, I watched the Wet Hot American Summer, uh, first day of camp. I thought it was just a movie, but it's a whole. It's like oh yeah. yeah, oh dude, yeah. Like, but each episode is like a different amount of time. Like one's like thirty eight minutes, one's like twenty minutes. Oh, that's that's so I, thought. I didn't really check the run times. Yeah, 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 it's really yeah. goofy. But yeah, yeah it's it's com- just completely silly. And oh, I love those guys. I watched awesome. the first episode. Like I don't know if this is that funny and then i just kind of like stuck with it i still think uh paul, paul Rudd, Rudd on showing the, up on oh the yeah motorcycle. Yeah. the funniest thing in this <laughs> it's so good actually uh john benjamin being a can of vegetables like yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's well because they have to explain why he's a can of vegetables in the movie <laughs> yeah. and so the plot that they put together is so ridiculous yeah. oh my goodness and i love john ham being the falcon and he like murders <laughs> <Yeah>. michael Sarah <laughs> and jason swordsman and at the end of the movie he comes back he's like half of the hero yeah. <laughs> and they're like but you killed <laughs> like part of your plan was killing two of my friends <laughs> like look i know it doesn't make sense but just accept it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i love how they write out uh bradley cooper's character yeah, the whole the, DJ ski oh, mask. Yeah. It's like, me, uh, your friend, DJ ski mask. <laughs> yeah. I'm very interested to see what they do with him in the next one. Oh, they've already revealed. That, the doesn't it come out oh, really? like a yeah. week or so? Yeah, yeah it's, it's close. Weekend. Is it this week? Oh, yeah. Is it that Because oh, they have man. the trailer, like, as soon as the series oh, is done, so. they showed me the Netflix show. The I just love that, like, Michael Showalter and those guys, because they're just so weird. Yeah. Like, they're a group of Stella. I, I could watch those guys do stand-up all day long. Yeah. Just bizarre and awesome. What is it, Henry? It's, a. Adam Scott is playing him, <gasps> and it's supposed to be that he got a little plastic surgery for like, he, or he thinks that like he's playing who? He's playing he's the Bradley, playing Cooper, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper come back, oh, okay. so Adam Scott's playing him, <laughs> and it's supposed to be like he got a nose job, and he's like, you know, I just feel like I'm so different now. And the joke is that none of them are like, no, you look identical, and so that's making fun of that idea. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, Chris Pine being like the the rocker, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> secret rocker. <laughs> I still do the thing. I know we're only 16 years old and they're clearly in their 40s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they say something like, well, let's check back 10 years later when like we look the same. Yeah, or yeah. exact same time. But I'm going to be busy at then. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's so good. Everything about it just dorky. Oh, and then like the love rich camp. <laughs> yeah, the rich camp. Oh, yeah. just watching. <laughs> well, that I love too. The, 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 the two pop collars. Yeah, but he has so many polos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then the where they're uh, like they're discussing like the one guy's girlfriend. He's like still pissed off, and their like fun time activity is just tearing money in half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like hundred dollar bills. I miss things like that so much. I, I I forgot to mention. So I got this. So Andrew, that my comic book guy, he'll always pull a things that i like so there's this comic that says sledgehammer and it says guest starring satana question mark and it's based on this 80s tv show that i've never heard of but i was at walmart uh picking up stuff and they have the complete series and it's like a naked gun show and hmm. i i didn't know if i wanted it, so i was in walmart and i ran this clip on imtb and the guy comes like yeah i went fishing pretty good weekend and he holds up the fish and they have all these bullet holes in them <laughs> i'm like all right I'll watch that. <laughs> What's, the sh- What's the show? It's called Sledgehammer. Oh wow! Huh. Yeah, so it's like I don't, I don't. It's only two seasons, and I think it's only like ten episodes each season. I don't know, 
but it was $14 at Walmart. I'm like, yeah, why not? That's funny. <laughs> so nice. I'll let you know next week if Sledgehammer <laughs> is any good. They, uh, there was an interview with Michael Showalter like last week, uh, and he was talking about the new season. And he said, like, yeah, so it's like I'm like almost 50 now. And the show is now 10 years later, so we're getting closer to where we are. We're playing 26-year-olds now. So like... uh, and then the last thing I watched was Valerian. Oh, Ooh. I saw that too. I, I know. Said, I thought you were going to talk so, about it. But, yeah. um, and I'm going to read, because someone asked me, like, what do you think of Valerian? And I texted back, Valerian is like Star Wars if it took place on Coruscant and Tatooine at the same time, minus the Jedi, Sith, and the Force, from the perspective of a hyper intelligent race of Ewoks, and Han and Leia are both unlikable. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good way to describe. I mean, like my thing, I'm totally okay with more Valerian films. I think the world in general is just fascinating. It's it's vibrant and like yeah, yeah it's and how they explain it in the beginning of the film, like how the city came to be. I I was super interested. In the yeah, I thought that was super cool. How like, they introduced yeah, like through throughout time, like all these diplomatic missions like yeah. everyone just meeting and shaking hands and like they all just build and build and build and until it's, it's, it's its own planet like, yeah yeah and i think like the world is so interesting like it, yeah. it's interesting enough that i i actually ordered like a valerian book that i'm going to read because i'm so fascinated just by the world in general yeah i'm sure the book is probably way more no yeah i'm but, sure uh, but like uh but yeah it's it, at every turn it's just like hey Make some weird sci-fi happen. Yeah. Um, and you just have to go along with it. it and, like, and, I, and some people might view that as a negative. I personally liked that because it made it so unpredictable. Like, literally anything could happen in this world. So by the end of the film, I was like, I know how it, what's probably going to happen, but I don't know how it's going to happen because they could do literally anything. Yeah. And so. Yeah. I think that's biggest failing is, like, the two leads. Oh, 100%. Like, they're fine actors, but, like, their characterization of these two are just yeah. like, I don't get... Like the ones really spoiled, and the ones too cool for school. Yeah, and so I'm just That's like my character. <laughs> yeah, Girl? really yeah. spoiled. I mean, it seems like because like too cool for school, bro. <laughs> they needed like kind of like like a smart ass kind of like womanizer for the Valerian character, and Dane DeHaan just isn't that. Oh, and I think that it just like and I you would need almost unearned in the movie. It's yeah, just like first of all, it's mostly exposition so it's just like okay yeah. we're being told that he is yeah um yeah i would have never from the trailer i would have never expected the character who is like best friend and buddy is this woman this like strong woman to be the womanizing weird well he's supposed to just be like like a smooth talking kind of like, like cool he's, cop he's the like, han solo yeah and she's the leia oh nope <laughs> and, and, and that's the I think Dane DeHaan is really poorly miscast in this film yeah and so but I don't also like you need like a 25 year old to play that character and I don't know any 25 year olds that, that could play that go character go get that Spider-Man kid he's busy and he's also he's too busy? young for it I think okay like, yeah like dude, both Nathan them. Drake next dude uh, oh fuck yeah Oh man! Like t- them together just feels like a like a tween romance. Yeah. that just like is trying to be more mature than it really feels. Yeah, um, and it's strange because Cardellavine actually isn't bad in it. Like who? What? Cardellavine, the, uh, the oh, girl. Oh, Delavine. That's yeah. how you say that. I said well, that's how I that's how I thought it was pronounced. Mm, yeah. I have no idea. I call her Enchantress. I don't know what she does. Yeah, yeah. but I thought I like she was surprisingly pretty good. <laughs> like or like passable at least. I think they're both fine. I just think the characters themselves yeah. are just like. I think, like, and, I mean, apparently he's written the two sequels already. And so I'm more than willing. I will see a sequel in theaters. Because yeah, it's also... go to Paris. <laughs> I don't know if it's coming out here. Yeah. Would you say it's fun? Yeah, I found it. It's fun. Like, it's, it's about as fun as The Fifth Element. Yeah. But okay, I'm that, on board. With that movie, I'm still, like, left at the end just feeling kind of like, meh. 
Yeah. Like, I, it's, uh, I'm not really invested, but it looks cool. I think it's, I and think it's the one stuff- of the most impressive films just alone and visually. Yeah. Because the, the, the special effects in this film is incredible. Yeah. It's, cool. Like, so, and just the world building, I think, is where the film really shines. And, and so. the whole thing with, like, the VR element oh, of yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that was really cool. They're running around on a desert planet, but they have a VR, VR headset or whatever, so they can physically be on the Coruscant planet. Yeah. Or they can mentally it's be like the planet. How I kind of understood is that, like, on this planet, it shares two dimensions. In one dimension, there's a city, and in the other dimension, there's a desert. It's a desert, but then the other one's a space mall. Yeah. And so, <laughs> oh, and you okay. can only go to the other dimension if you're wearing this VR goggle. So, like, tourists will go there, put the goggles on, and then shop. And yeah. then be able to leave and then bring the other dimensions up with them. It's oh, a okay. desert, so they don't run into anything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's in that, I think it's just, I think it's just a really creative film in general. Yeah. Cool. I think it's like the dialogue is where the film. Yeah, suffers. especially when it gets to the bubble part. Oh. The bubble part's the fucking worst. Oh, I hate that's, the bubble part. That's the, like the only bubbles. part where I was like, I I can't excuse this. <laughs> <laughs> like everything else was like these bubbles. Okay, yeah, it'd be like it'd be okay. Like if in the sequel, I'd be like, you can redefine that, and it'll be better. The bubble part's fucking bullshit. Like <laughs> it's just it feels like this extra storyline yeah. just doesn't need to be. The, for context, the bubble part is Rihanna's character. Oh, uh, oh Rihanna, she's a shapeshifter. She's play, she plays a... See, like, that seemed cool. Because she's yeah. like... I, I, thought, I thought she was going to be the Chris Tucker of the movie where they have to but bring her along to... But she's servant. Yeah. It's okay. weird. There's also, like, actors in this film that I didn't know were in this film. Like, Clive Owen is in this film. What? Yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke is in this film. Yeah. Awesome. Um, John Goodman's John Goodman's in it. Somebody. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, there's just... There's a lot of, like, surprising, like, wait, you're in this film? And so... But, like... That whole sequence where Ethan Hawke is the pimp to Rihanna. What? And like he runs this kind of like burlesque kind of club or whatever. And then Rihanna comes out. And she's like a shapeshifter. She can she can be whatever you want. I thought yours was the best show ever. Oh, my God. Oh. Like, how many shows have you seen? This, Stop like, lying to her. Yeah. Like, and it's also like the scene. It's also like because at that point, Cara Delevingne has been like kidnapped. Yeah. And so he's like trying to save the love of his life. That he's like, I love her now. I need to save her. I'm going to marry her. And, they, and then he goes to a strip club. And he's like, yeah. And just like... <laughs> Come on, like okay. But then, like, what happens? Like, he gets the bubble character, and he puts the bubble. It's like she's like a liquid kind of thing. Okay, I'll give you, so, I'll give you your freedom if you. Yeah, if you help, help me, me I'll give you your freedom. And so she like kind of goes over him as a liquid thing, and then disguises him as another creature, so he can go into this one club. That's cool. And it's an interesting concept. Rihanna's not great in it. Um, and so well, yeah, does she have a battleship to protect? No, unfortunately. Shit. And so then they do it, and they go through and. Did her grandfather tell her this day would come? <laughs> no. And so then they, then they go through and they get to like this, like the king of this one area. And then another thing that bothered me about that scene, they brutally massacre the king they murder. and like all of his servants. <laughs> There's a war totally coming cool. out of that one. Yeah, that's totally cool. <laughs> like, in, especially in this place where it's like humans aren't allowed to be. And so, and so that happens. And then, then I can't remember what happens. Oh, they run away. And then Bubble dies. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> it doesn't work if you say it afterwards, but okay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this part, just like it's the mind-boggling part, because I don't know if you noticed this, but it took me like a good ten minutes, and I was like, wait, that's how they're ending that character? Because they fall down this hole, and oh, yeah, Bubble yeah. Gets, it gets killed. And then I think she, I looked away for a second. I was like, oh, she got hurt? I didn't realize. Well, it's not even that, but like she like she falls, and like a rock falls on her, and she dies. Oh, I didn't see she, And she dies, and she talks to Ding to Han, and then she reveals she's the queen of her species. <laughs> like, I that part, but yeah. like, oh, like, that's she, pretty good. Because she turns back into like she goes out of, like the liquid form back into her thing, 
and she's wearing the royal headgear of the queens that came in later in the film. Mm. She was like, like my people will always thank you. And then she dies, and it's just like, wait, you did how? First of all, how is the queen of this one species a sex slave? It's just yeah, yeah. The whole bubble part in general is the one part. I was like, if you're gonna watch the film. He finds if that it's a comic book, it was probably like one, no, yeah. like part six or whatever. Yeah, it's of like the one issue yeah. in like, they like they probably should have part of the movie. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like, and then you weird about how like Luke Besson like went out of his way to cast Rihanna. Like he had to beg producers to get Rihanna in this film. Yeah, because they was, were all like, "No, man, she'll ruin the movie." And he's like, "Nah, I know how to make her good." And it's just no, you don't. And it's weird that they made Rihanna the big character and Ethan Hawke's in it for maybe thirty seconds. Like, yeah. yeah whereas Ethan Hawke could have been an awesome bubble. Yeah. I wish he played the stripper. That helped. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, I mean, it's also, like, I think there's parts of it that I do like. I li- there are parts of it that I actually genuinely like about this film. Yeah. Because I think the whole, the twist with Clive Owen's character uh, and his motivation for what he did, I think is actually something I can go along with. Yeah. Or, like, it's just like it's an interesting enough concept that I'm like, okay, cool. You're an okay written character, and for a villain, you're pretty well written. Yeah. But so. it's, it's like... It wasn't that like a surprising reveal. It like, wasn't a surprising reveal, the, but it is a kind of a cliche villain plot. Yeah. Um, but, but I think I mean we were. I was frustrated that like they take him out by punching him in the face. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> bullshit. Um, <but> like, <laughs> like that's his punishment, well, and like, then they ship him off to space jail. Yeah, <laughs> I mean like for, what, for doing a, a genocide. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, he's right there. Okay, so basically he in the film it's revealed that like he essentially. I'm gonna watch this movie. Okay. Well, this you don't the plot's boring. Okay. Um, great. Basically, it's revealed at the end, like, the Clemon's main antagonist, and, like, you see in the beginning, like, this, like, one planet essentially get wiped off sure. the universe. Gets Vulcaned. Yeah, and, like, the planet just explodes, and everyone, sure. and on except for, like, ten of them die. Sure. Uh, and so then, like, and so the film is kind of talking about, like, who are these people and how did that happen? And it's revealed in the end that Clive Owen blew up the entire planet on accident, essentially. Oh. Like, it, there was a war that he was happened. Like, oops. Well, it's like, there's, like, a war going on that happened to get close to the planet. Yeah, and they blew up one of the ships, and the ship crashed onto the planet, and the planet, and the ship was so large that it caused a mass extinction. It wasn't oh, okay. his mistake. He was like, "Yeah, those people are tribal no, yeah. and don't matter, and so just yeah. fuck it." Oh, okay. And yeah. so, and so, like, and so that's. Kind but he of... wasn't intentionally like, "Hey, go blow up those tribal people." He just didn't give a shit. No, he's like, he wanted to kill yeah, his enemies didn't... so much. He's like, "Yeah, they're yeah. expendable." So. It basically, it's like, and so, that, and so, his character's like not worried in that regard. But I think it's the whole like. Because the full film is him hiding that. Yeah. Sure. And him being like, here's what's necessary to make sure that they don't find out. That's that, a cool sci-fi space plot. And, and it's also because, like, it's, and he says, like, to Valerian at the end, like, you would do what I'm doing right now if you were in my shoes. Because if it came out that I killed an entire species, all of humanity would be considered the weakest part of uh, the city that we're in. Yeah. And we would lose all power and we would essentially be wiped off. Sure. And he said, like, I had to do this, otherwise it would be extinction for for human humankind on our planet. Okay. And I think that's an interesting thing and I could go yeah. along with that. Okay, cool. It's not greatly done, but sure. like... And until, uh, like, he and uh, Lauren Lane make the case of, like, yeah, we should give these people back their little, like, yeah. uh, hedgehog and yeah. know, marble thing. What the and fuck? Then they, it's, it's, we're not even gonna get into that. <laughs> They give it back, and or like he won't give back the Marvel part after like making the case like yeah. that Clive Owen, Owen's wrong. He's like, well, I got to keep the Marvel because uh, you know I'm a military guy and it's my duty. And she's like, don't you love me? Yeah, like you, you would get rid of it if you love me. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh my god, are we well, watching Dune or are we watching Valerian? Fuck you just said. <laughs> I know it's you're special. special. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like just give me the, the map, Brian. Like, oh, give okay. me the map. <laughs> this this sounds like a real movie. Then you're like, oh, then they get back the hedgehog and the marble, and I'm like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> Which has, been, I mean, to be fair, that's been established the whole time. Yeah, it's so actually like, probably more of an armadillo no, than I a think hedgehog. Luke Besson's just saw yeah, coke up like, and he created this story in his head. And it's just like, and so like, I think the love subplot it sounds isn't great. great. No, <laughs> I think I mean it's genuinely. I had a lot of fun with it. Cool. But I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I'm also pretentious shit and don't like certain movies that people like. So. I like dumb silly space movies. But yeah. Anyway, we've talked way too long about this film, yeah, but no one talking. Are yeah. we done with Valerian? Fuck. Oh, cool. Valerian. I'm tired. I'm tired of the French fuckers. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Of... I don't clearly, make any movies that make any sense. Clearly, you haven't gone to see Dunkirk yet. I haven't. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If you had, you'd be nicer to French people. No, I wouldn't. They gave up. I like. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Seriously. Please don't hurt our monuments. You gotta. Go, you gotta go see. Dunkirk. Go ahead and walk all the way through our country. Yeah, you, yeah, I you, like you French really people. Gotta... I just don't like Luke Besson. You really gotta... Fuck I do like Luke Besson. I, no, I know the story him. of Dunkirk. It doesn't change my Leon, opinion Leon that they're pussies. Really no, dude, just go see Dunkirk. I know the story of Dunkirk. Don't see Valerian. No, that's not. You didn't see Dunkirk though. It's a I different didn't, thing. But I know the story. It's not about the. God damn it. <laughs> I know. I listened to the podcast. Brad, are you done? Uh, sorry. What's in Dunkirk? What's the famous British guy? What's his name? Uh, Kenneth Branagh? Kenneth Branagh. He cares about the French. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh cares about the French. Fucker. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm done. That's okay, great. <laughs> James? Uh, did I talk about um, uh, uh, fried green tomatoes last week? Mm. No. Hey, I Wait, wait. A- yes. Yes, did you me? did. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, I rewatched fried green tomatoes last week while I was building some Ikea furniture. Nice. Um, and, uh, it sounds like the most God, domesticated thing you could fuck. possibly so do. Good. I did shop. Dude, do you know how close the Ikea is? It's right on the street. I mean, support small business. <laughs> Ryan is the one who drove an hour to get to the Ikea. Uh, I would support small business if they made like good furniture that was reasonably priced. It took me longer to get... question <laughs> It took me longer to get hey. through the, the Ikea than it took me to get to the Ikea. I will... Uh, so, Ikea, I've built their stuff, and I've never had it break. It's great. I've built things from everywhere else. No matter what it is, and yeah. they've not held up. Yeah, the two places I will buy furniture is garage sales and IKEA. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and it's all modern and Swedish. Yeah, my only problem with IKEA is that I can't. I literally knew what I wanted. I had gone to the website. All I wanted to do was buy it, and I had to walk through the whole fucking store, and I was so frustrated. It was dumb. Well, I mean, you, I used the shortcuts, but still, you could have just like. Oh, no, because they don't tell you the aisles. Right. I had to That's go because right. it was in the office, and, and I had to go to the f- top level to get the things I wanted that were – because I, I, I was getting, like, two drawers, right? And, and they have inserts in them, too. And I also needed to know where they are in the warehouse. So I had to go to the things, find out where they were in the warehouse, get the little inserts that go in them because those aren't in the warehouse. Then I had to go all, – all, I had to exit the top floor, yep. go downstairs. You can't go straight into the warehouse, so you have to go – through parts of the store using the shortcuts, which isn't a whole lot, but still enough. Like I could, but I already knew what they were on the website. I knew what I wanted, and I, I, it took me literally longer to get through the store and buy the thing I needed than to get there from my house. So, so how's fried green tomatoes? Anyway, fried green tomatoes is <laughs> awesome. If you've never seen fried green tomatoes, it's it's an amazing film. It's a cute um, film. Yeah, it's uh no, it's an amazing film. It's a cute. It's film. really good. Um. I Basically, think, you keep on saying amazing, but I don't think you know what amazing means. Have you seen <laughs> Fried Green Tomatoes? Um, so it's one of those like Princess Bride. It's one of those. <laughs> um, it's one of those sort of late eighties, early nineties films where like an old lady is telling a story, and then there's also a story in the present tense. Um, so Kathy Bates is the present tense where she's like, she's the first this, time ever. 
<laughs> she's in um she's like this slightly overweight you know home home wife who her marriage is not very great and she can't get her husband to realize like that she's trying to save their marriage um and she runs into Jessica Tandy, who's this old lady who remembers the good old days where, like, your husband beat you. And uh, <laughs> Jessica Tandy tells her this great story about these really strong women who, like, <laughs> leave their wives and maybe end up killing one of them. Um, and there's also, like, subplots about racism and, and all this stuff. Uh, yeah, and they, 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 these women, like, start a restaurant where they make fried green tomatoes, and it's great. Um, it's like it's your, a, your introduction of Jessica Tandy's character. In this oh, movie. dude, Jessica like, Tandy's. I remember awesome when my movie. wife or my husband would beat me. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, no, I mean that is part of the story. Uh, yeah, is like juxt- yeah. juxtaposing like these these different eras where expectations on women were very different. No, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make a movie that sometimes has really sad things happen in it. Mm. Really fun to talk about. <laughs> um, and but Jessica Tandy. Anytime Jessica Tandy's in a movie, you should probably see that movie because mm-hmm. she's amazing. She's very talented. Um, yeah. Batter's not included. Batter's not included. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then uh, anyway, you should go watch that movie because it's great. Um, and eat fried green tomatoes while watching. I mean, it. don't because tomatoes are gross. But um, I also went and saw Baby Driver again this week, and uh, Henry's wrong. Um, Baby Driver is amazing, uh, and <laughs> there like there are no errors. <laughs> Actually, I will say, strangely enough, and I don't know. So I I went to the uh, Sloan's like Alamo for the first time this week as well, which is where I saw it, um, which was really cool. Uh, why are you looking at me like that? Your first time at the Sloan's Lake one? Wow. Yeah, I know. Cause it's been like I, two months. Open? Well, here's the problem. The 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 little Den Alamo Draft House is like 15 minutes from my house and like very close to everyone I go see movies with. So. It's it's harder for me on a Friday night to be like, hey everybody, let's drive thirty minutes to go to Sloan's Lake. I just would have thought you would like made a point to like, hey, it's open, we got to go see one movie, irregardless of. I wanted to, but I, yeah, yeah. sometimes I I have very busy weekends. Me off guard. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry, but anyway, it was a good movie to see there first. Um, I love the insides of those theaters, like the yeah. the 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 chairs and the fact that you step up to get into your seat. That's brilliant. Like that makes talking to your waiter better it makes their jobs clearly a whole lot easier no um, removable cup holder though <laughs> yes yeah, so the fact that you can't like pick up the armrest between you is weird um that's yeah that's bizarre um but uh no necking watch the movie <laughs> right um i remember when i bought my ticket to uh what did i see there a couple weeks ago what did we see spider-man, Spider-Man? No, i saw Dunkirk? spider-Man. Um, after Spider-Man. What was the other thing? Uh, Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Planet Apes. Apes. Yeah, I saw Planet of the Apes. Uh, and the lady there, for some reason, I couldn't get the app to buy my ticket. It was annoying me. So anyway, so I just went there. And uh, so the theater came up, and there wasn't that many people, but I chose the second row. And she's like, you know that's the second row? I was like, yeah, I like to be in, you know, I like the screen to go around me so I yeah. don't get distracted. And she's like, oh, a man who knows the way to my heart. I was like, well, all right, well. Wow. <laughs> now, I'll keep that in mind for my 17-year-old friends. <laughs> she was really nice, though. Uh, yeah. So she likes the second row. The lady at Alamo, who I don't remember, because uh, I don't go to the ticket booth that often. <laughs> I would say the theater I was in, and I, I, I've i only been on I mean, whatever theater. It's like theater five, so I'm assuming it's one of the smaller theaters. It is one's um, the biggest. The one's one is huge, the yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the one is. Um, cause yeah, in theater five, I was kind of like, oh man, I'd actually probably rather have just sat in that front section, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's like, um, it's one of the one I always get for morning showings, but yeah, it's like mm-hmm. six rows in the front, but they're like a good distance cause they have a stage area. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Five huh. is the oh, end of the yeah. hall, right? 
Yes, yeah, I was in the, the, the hall on the no on the right. <coughs> oh, in the hall. Yeah. On the right. <laughs> Never mind. Um, Zach, you're right. Yeah, uh, it only had a couple of rows. <laughs> sure, buddy. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, t- I'm right. <laughs> Um. So yeah. Anyway, I I thought it was great. I did kind of feel like the. I I almost wonder if it was actually that the audio was off slightly because like. I felt like that first dance sequence in the car where he's like turning the windshield wipers off and on and stuff like that. I was like, it's almost like he's not in time with the music perfectly. Um, but it was like only so slight. Like that, one or two frames. Yeah. It was, you just bothered me a little bit, um, which is just weird. I know um, I saw, maybe it was apes there. Yeah. Um, we didn't have sound like throughout the previews and they had to like, Oh, weird. It's, so, I think they're still working out the kinks a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, because you know yeah and you know the alamos are so intense with yeah everything i mean i've i don't hold it against them but you know no. they would forget stuff of mine constantly and oh, yeah. they would forget that i because when i was in the second row the dude didn't even know i was there because oh, wow. i was in the second row and the next close person was like four or five rows behind me oh wow um so i think they're still because i'm sure they have a alert in the back it's like hey there's people in these seats and yeah um but you know whatever yeah. it's still a better experience than speaking else. of service i'm getting a little annoyed lately that they're really rushing people out at the end of the movie because like they turn the lights on during the credits um mm. instead of like the countdown thing for me i'm just like huh you guys are supposed to respect like i know people don't give a shit about the credits but like film cinephiles like respect those credits and yeah. those people who worked on that stuff but yeah like the last couple times they're just like whipping through turn on lights on like early so like you can't read what's on the screen that's weird yeah i i haven't had that yeah. i wonder if it's just yeah well ho- hopefully it's just a weird it's one guy who's like i don't clean in the dark <laughs> anyway um yeah uh baby driver's really good i like the movie a lot i love lily james um yeah lily james is really great I like Man. kevin spacey a lot yeah and such a crowd pleaser like watching it even you know whatever it is six weeks after it came out um, like my whole audience was having a great time and just howling and like, you know, got super tense during that. Like, especially those early car chases that are so good. Um, uh, uh, Jamie Fox, Jamie Fox is amazing in that movie. Uh, and so is um, uh, what's his face, Don Draper, John, uh, John Ham, John, John Ham, yeah. Uh, I th- I wanted to say Michael Michael Mann. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and the very last thing is I uh, I finally finished. Um, the first season of the grand tour, uh, there's actually a, a second season coming soon. I had sort of like skipped around early on. And then for whatever reason, I'd just sort of been killing time and was watching the, the like other half of the episodes I'd never watched. And the other half of the episodes are all the ones I think I really liked. Like I fell off somewhere in like three or four. Cause there was this dumb episode where they were just like, they were doing like a weird groundhogs day joke where they kept like trying to do an obstacle course and dying and having to start over. And I was like, this is the worst episode of top gear I've ever seen. And then genuinely like, like one of the ones I just watched was, was essentially the special of that season uh, where they dropped them in Africa and they had to drive through Africa. And the episode was so good that it made me go watch the Botswana special, which to me is one of my favorite episodes of television ever period, uh, which is an old top gear, like season 10 episode. Um, so honestly, it 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 kind of ended up redeeming the whole show for me, which I had dropped off of because I kind of felt like, oh well, this is kind of like phoned in Top Gear. Um, and then I went now that I finished it, I'm like, oh man, dude, I won a new season of of the Grand Tour because this was actually pretty pretty good. Um, so anyway, um, that's that's pretty much everything I watched. So um, this week on Real Nerds, we saw Atomic Blonde. Brad, should people see Atomic Blonde? Uh. 
it was all right i guess um the music took a page out of the neon demon which is nice i like the oh. 80s of stuff about it but if it, unlike you know compared to glow where it seems like the 80s is in the background like you know uh, subtly done everything about the 80s is in your face and i don't know if i like it that much um for this um and then the story i felt was kind of hard to follow um mm. uh some weird twists and turns i was like okay i guess i'll go along and then but the nine minute like single shot you know, four minutes in, I'm like, I'm sitting there going like, shit. Yeah. wait, was this, this is all been a single shot. Holy shit. That's awesome. Um, and then it still goes like out into the street and it's like, wow, that's impressive. But as a whole, I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Henry. I didn't see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Zach. So his answer is no. Um, I actually would totally recommend this film. I walked in not really expecting much other than Lady John Wick, and what I got was actually a pretty cool uh, Falling of the Berlin Wall story, which was not really promoted in the trailer at all, as this movie is set in the 80s, mm-hmm. um, at, or 89 specifically, at the fall of the Berlin Wall. It's not really a spoiler or anything, but um, I liked um, McAvoy in the movie a lot. I actually thought, like, because I've, I've grown accustomed to seeing McAvoy do more kind of stoic roles the past couple of years maybe so it was nice to see him go a little crazy this time around um which was nice um and charlie theron's awesome in the film uh john goodman's funny in the movie uh toby jones rocks it you know it's it's pretty solid i think people should go check it out james um i would say this is probably worth renting or if you have seen everything else that's out right now that we've recommended like yeah go see it like i had a good time everybody i went with had a good time um or yeah uh, I would say this movie is best once it's over. And what I mean by that is that once you know what the story is, I look back at the movie and go, oh, that was a cool thing. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of a great story told wrong. Because um, in the middle, I got super bored and honestly kind of just checked out and was like, you're telling the mystery so poorly that I just want you to tell me what's going on so that then I can figure out why this makes sense. Um, but I think the action is great. I, I think the... I actually, I'm going to roll back. I'm going to say, yeah, you should see this because the chair, the staircase scene is so fucking cool. It, it makes the movie worth it. Um, even though they're, they are totally cheating out a few times, but still, um, I'm like, what, where are they fitting the camera guy in this? <laughs> yeah. Cause this doesn't seem physically possible. Um, but yeah, I, I think the story is actually really, really cool. Um, it's just, it's style over substance. And I think they, they, they fuck up the mystery enough that I, I checked out, um, like I was just bored in the middle, and then when the end came, I was like, "Oh, that was smart." Too bad I didn't care in the middle, but um, I will really love a Blu-ray. Yeah, I th- I think I, it's a rental. I the aesthetic is awesome in the film. I actually yeah. really like the neons, the blues, and the pinks. I yeah. thought it looked really her, cool. Her hotel room is awesome. Yeah, and you know, it, this sounds I don't know, this might sound chauvinistic, but I actually kind of like seeing Charlie Theron and like looking pretty again yeah because i got used to her being whether it's mad max or monster she kind of just started sinking into like i'm gonna be like dirty roles I method mean, yeah. acting method acting well, like, just like the brutal kind of quiet yeah. kind of and not that she's bad yeah. i mean she's great you know i'm just saying that it's kind of cool seeing her kind of dolled up again that's yeah. horrible was, to say she was so cute in mighty joe young i've had a crush on her since mighty joe young yeah. i mean she's and, and she's beautiful in this yeah. movie you watch it um, like, oh man yeah. Uh, and, and you know she's pretty badass. She, she her 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 fighting is great, mm-hmm. um, but the, the movie itself, uh, besides the stairwell thing, because you're right, I have the same feeling as James. I kind of got sucked out of it mm-hmm. because I'm like, I just tell me what's going on because 
she's uh, there's a lot of scenes in the middle of her just changing clothes yeah and oh it's so many establishing shots in this fucking movie it's annoying uh, yeah and it's i mean i know they're trying to set up an aesthetic and i you th- know i mean i actually think the, like the uh the girl on girl scene with the mummy chick i think is actually pretty hot but like it's <laughs> but at the same time then it's broken up with like then she goes back to the her being interviewed and um, I, I think the pacing issues are the thing I have with it, yeah. where mm-hmm. should, they should have cut down some of the interrogation scenes and just let them tell the story. Because I already knew watching, I'm like, oh, well, I guess we'll play the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. and evasion. Provision in intelligence collection. Let's have the crap, shall we? And hand-to-hand combat. It's an impressive set of skills. Talents can be overrated. Lorraine, how well do you know James Gascoigne? Enough to say hello. He's dead. Find out who's hunting down our operatives. Where a lot of brave men and women are going to show up dead. Fuck. Your contact is David Percival. Let me help you with your bags. Welcome to Berlin. Fuck's sake. Trust no one. Oh, bollocks. You look like you need saving. So you made contact with the French operative? Obviously. I think I fucking love you. That's too bad. She's a killer queen. I actually agree. Like the the interview, the interview framing device. I don't. I I I don't mind it, but I kind of wish that I had less of it. Like yeah, it, it because... needs to be like broken up and like maybe you get a good one at the beginning. Because I think it started middle. cool where she's like Berlin, fuck. Like yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, and then it it shows her like you know how she's all beat up and yes. you know and she's 
recounting what happened, but then it'd go there so many times. And, and sometimes it would go there, it would break the action, and then they would make like a really dumb joke. Yeah. Or it would just add complication to like this weird like it would just make the plot itself more <laughs> boring and knotted mm -hmm. up and, and dumb. Which I know is part of the point, but it's like the movie feels like it was written by like Tony Gilroy when he was eleven. Yeah. Where like <laughs> Oh my god, it's so there's weird an to idea say that. that you're a genius but you're so in your own way because it is by the end of the movie. When I look at like what they're doing, it's it should be better than John wick because this should be a movie where you're saying something about the cold war and actually what it's like to be a spy or a double agent and all of these really amazing things. Like if there's all these motifs that you packed into the last five minutes yeah. in basically a five minute fourth act at the end where you go like, Oh, this is what's happening and this is why it's cool and this is why this character is really fascinating. Like everything I love about her character comes out in the end of the movie. And so it just means that in the middle where she's like listening to tapes and there's music playing, I'm like, fuck, I don't need to watch you walk from a car to a club again. Like, I don't need to see it again. And they played so many, like, 80s songs, they actually recycled two of them by yes, the end of the movie. I know. Because, like, they ran out. What if it's 99 Luft Balloons, but this time it's punk rock? Yeah. I, I, it's funny you'd say the Tony Gilroy thing. I would go in a different direction. Um, this felt like uh, a version of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy for dumb people. <laughs> well, <they're laughs> is like, the best way I can describe it, because as much as I love the convoluted story, and I was able to follow it perfectly fine, but it is convoluted, and there are points where even I was going like, "Wait, wait, oh, okay." Like, but I'm still having to make that reaction. Yeah. See, I, to me, it's it's not convoluted. It's not telling you uh, parts of the story for the sake of dragging the runtime out. Yeah. Right. And that's why I, that, that's what the middle part is like. Just get to the point. I understand that McAvoy is a bad guy, and I understand that you know she has things she's not telling people. Which it feels yeah. like the McAvoy is supposed to be this big reveal at the end, but mm -hmm. I'm like. You set that up and like, kind of let it loose ten minutes after we meet him. Okay, yeah. hold on. Let's let's have a moment and just say if you've listened this far and you were interested at all, I'm gonna say the spoiler next. So just be aware. So we're all on the same page that she's actually the double agent bad guy, right? Yep. Okay, you all. Do, does well, everyone understand? Well, I, that? I wouldn't say but she's, she's the not bad guy because she's actually a double. So she's a yeah. She's a double agent who is from Russia, was working for Britain, but was pretending like she or she's actually working for Russia but then was working for Britain as a double agent. So she's actually the bad guy leak, but she, by the end of the film, what you're realizing is she has hated the entire thing, and she is basically, her, the falling of the Berlin Wall is a metaphor for what she's trying to do, which is diverge, you know, like break herself out of this whole terrible... No, this, uh, no, she, no, 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 no. You, <laughs> I was gonna be no, like, she's, she's not the bad guy. She's working for the CIA. Yeah, to, she's a triple agent. She's a triple agent. Yes. So yeah. she's so, working for yes. the CIA. But that's what... So yes. she was sorry. never working for Russia the entire time. No, I know, but my... my sorry, I meant like she's... Yeah, she's working for Russia, working for Britain. Like, she's U.S. And they working all for think she's... She's yes. U.S. working for Russia, working for Britain. Right, yes. Yeah. No, okay, I'm still lost. <laughs> She's working for America. Uh, Paul James McAvoy is not the bad guy that she tells them that he yes. is. Satchel. Yes, no, she is not she Satchel. Is. She is Satchel, but Satchel is actually a British, a Eng American agent who was undermining both of them the whole time. Oh wait, so she set McAvoy up to be Satchel, so the Brits would get off the yes. American. Yes, case. and right. they would relieve her of duty. Then she could just leave scot free and be 
CIA again. It's the, right. se- it's the secret because, story of how Reagan was able to get the wall broken down. Let's be honest. But <laughs> at the same time, her whole plot there has to do with the fact that she is very, and you only find this out in the last scene, she is very fed up with having to lie all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, she hates that life so much, and she's I think you get basically hints. murdering everybody to get her way out of it to some degree, um, which is a really cool story. I and think you get hints of her fed upness with it, with the relationship that she has with the the French agent. Yeah, but it doesn't. It is not enough morsel to make like it's enough to make me keep watching. It's not enough to make me interested in the mystery. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's why I'm like it's like a rental because, I, I mean, the scene where she's beating everybody's ass in the stairwell so good. is pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, and it's the the way they do it. And you're right, and you find out that. Because it didn't hit me, too, when she's running out and they're in the car. I'm like, oh, this is still the same shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they do some camera tricks to... Yeah, they cheated but, a few times. But it's just... But it's still the same shot. And it, it's pretty impressive. And I think it starts when they open the umbrellas and she runs in somewhere around there. I think it's really just when yeah. they go into the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they get in the elevator. And then from then on, I think everything is stairwell. Yeah, so when she shoots from the out. elevator it's or the something. Shot, it's the shot, I think... Well, I think it starts when she says, stay here. And then it follows mm-hmm. her into the elevator, turns around her, and then yeah, it goes through the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's and then there's awesome. especially I think it's mostly one a oneer through the actual stairwell, and then when you get into the the like bedroom where she's fighting that guy, and the guy's like duct taping, taping himself up. There's a few cuts in there. They just yeah. hide him. Because the guy keeps like the guy keeps coming close to the camera and whipping his coat around, mm-hmm. and it was almost like annoying. I mean, yeah. it's just because well, it's, it's just because it's me. I was watching, going, like, "I see you," like mm-hmm. I, you know, and I, I felt like a dumb dumb, but still. And just given like f- filmmaking wise, just like, given the space, like it it's, has to be cut up, but the fact that they uh, show it as a continuous shot, it's awesome. It's still awesome. Yeah, because yeah. there's like it's a cramped space to get like a film crew, even with a steady cam. And, oh yeah. Like and stay out of their way while they're beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Like that's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, it's, you're right. It's a movie that I'll probably get on Blu-ray when it's like 10 bucks, just because I want to see how great it looks on Blu-ray and to watch that scene. Cause I think that's like a showcase, like scene you can show people like, this is pretty badass. Yeah. Look at what this is. I, that, that scene is good enough to get the movie a sequel. Mm. Like, I think that this movie would like, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, um, I feel like, I, so I did recommend the film, and I do still recommend the film because the action is amazing. But the action to me, like, I, it, there's points where I don't know what this movie wants to be. Sometimes, like, I think it really wants to be John Wick, and I think it also wants to be very, very clever spy movie. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the time the things connect pretty well, but there are parts where I'm like, well, you, you're kind of. Losing, we're losing track here on what you really want here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, as not... evidenced by us trying to figure out, like we just had a discussion. Like each of us had a different kind of vision of what. Well, that, the... It's not as fun as John Wick. No, where this one it takes itself a little more seriously, yes. and I think it kind of hurts it. Yes. Where John Wick is like, yeah, I'm gonna uh, like. I mean, John Wick's double taps are always cool when he shoots them in the leg, then blows their brains out, <laughs> and you're like, oh, this never really had that being fun yeah and, and part of the fact that it is like i like i you know guy, you guys know me i love historical stuff but i will admit the fact that this is like centered around historical fact whereas john wick's world is kind of ambiguous 
the it's a I, silly thing. It's I, a silly yeah, video it's game. A silly, it's a silly video game. Whereas whereas <laughs> Atomic Blonde takes place in a world where the Berlin Wall falls, and yeah. it's the days leading up to that, and that's an actual significant See, event. What it would have been cool Sorry. is if she was given a gold coin at the end by John Goodman. <gasps> I'd be like, oh fuck, oh man, <laughs> yes, that would have been awesome. Welcome to the club, it'd be John Atomic John. No, next. I mean, one, by the time by the time like the Berlin Wall falls in the movie, I was like. Okay, but but I again, kind of understand why the movie is set at this time, uh-huh. and that was cool. Um, and I, you know, I, I just think that the it, it also allows them to do some things where they're like, oh, we get we're gonna hide inside of this like protest or whatever. Like but, that stuff is cool. It's really just that the the back and forth of like part of it is also like the way they set up James McAvoy as like, oh, well, he's just this like guy who kind of went native and now he hangs out with the rave crowd. You're like, this guy ain't no satchel. Like, it, you talk about Satchel like he's this big bad. You're basically setting it up like one of the guys in the interview room is going to be the actual yeah. Satchel. No, he's just, a scuzzy, he's just a scuzzy thief. I know. So that's, that's why, is. like, the whole time... And then they're also giving us these little clues where, like, her name is on the list. Like, they tell, her, tell us her name is on the list. And you're like, okay, so, like, I don't believe this. So when you tell me at the end, I'm just like, this is weird and dumb. I, I just didn't care until they really told me the end. It reminded me of... Um, like kind of like state of play, mm. like the the uh, mm. in, the American version, where like there there were all of these twists, and by the end I was like, just let the credits roll, so I can figure out whether or not this movie was good, because mm. I actually can't judge you in the moment, because um, I'm just frustrated by the way you tell the story. You know, I think oh, well, it's funny though, even though like I can even admit that McAvoy's characters, like the, his place of importance in the plot, is a little like species at best. I love McAvoy's performance in the movie. Oh, he's, he's great. He's so fucking charming. Yeah. And I think there's there's this weird part of me that feels like it does follow the, the uh, an 80s movie trope where it's like, yeah, we're going to throw real life shit in the background, but it's not important because McAvoy's making funny jokes and Charlize Theron is kicking butt. Mm-hmm. She's great in the movie, by she's the way. Really she's good. really good in the movie. Yep. She's a great actress. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> should I just wait and see that one clip online when it comes yeah, out? Yeah, for you, I think you're fine. I okay. think you might like. The there are other. Movie, be- but my parents really liked it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, no, it's not a bad movie. It's no. just like I think it's a rental. But. Yeah, what am I, my f- it's it's one that is really hard for me to recommend right now when mm. you can go see Baby Driver, Spider Man, or Dunkirk. Like, if you haven't seen any of the other three or four or five amazing movies that are out or the emoji movie or well yeah go to this before you see emoji like yeah that that's the problem where like because somebody asked me the other day oh uh yeah brooks was asking like what she what movies were in theaters right now that people should go see and i saw it on there and i'd seen it the night before and i was like oh that's good and then i saw everything else on the list at the at the alamo at Sons lake and i was like yeah, there's no way you should go see Bat because like go see Spider Man. You could go see. Well, we ended up going to see Baby Driver, right? Like, well, yeah. it, you know, like there's three or four great movies out right now. See Spider Man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. See Spider Man. Baby Driver see or Spider Man again. See <laughs> the Big Sick. It needs a sequel. Oh, dude, yeah, the Big Sick is right. Like, genuinely, there's at least four good movies out right now that could arguably be in a top ten list. So it's just hard to recommend it to people. Uh, but Spider-Man's I think it's the best solid. movie of the year. What are you talking about? It's a, it's a, it's a good. Well, well I will, s- I will say that my favorite scene didn't Don't even spoil involve <laughs> Charlize Theron or James McAvoy. It's when they lined up those young Berliners, um, uh, and um, they grabbed the skateboard. Oh yeah. And uh, and he and it's to ninety nine Luft balloons. Like it was because it's weird because like I I I'm always fascinated by this idea of like 
how oppressive that part of the world was at that point where mm-hmm. like there's a lot of, there's a shit ton of censorship like these these underground clubs did exist like there were illegal dubs of VHSs back in the day there's a whole documentary about it you can watch um so that scene was like it felt like it was straight out of a comic book which then I found out later on this is based yes. on a graphic novel yeah um but um in comic books um so but uh yeah it's based on the comic book. it had that feel of the grandioseness of like an over the top like action set to the power of film which can be music in this case <laughs> yeah, i'm such a like a snob i'm like they're not everyone calls them graphic novels now i'm like don't try to class it up it's a comic book <laughs> well hold on hold on i'm looking at i'm gonna call them the funny papers just to make it even worse yes. <laughs> the ha I... funny pictures <laughs> i actually think this is a graphic novel it was published by oni press and it was originally 178 pages so it's it's published as a graphic so it's novel. like white out yeah yeah it's yeah funny. I think White Eyes won't only press too. I think you're right. Yeah, but anyway, that was that was my favorite scene in the movie, even though it had nothing to do with some of the best parts. Mm. Well, Interesting, Zach. In Weird. Uh, next week on Real Nerds Podcast, we'll be seeing The Dark Tower or Detroit, maybe The Dark Tower. No, we'll yeah, we'll probably see The Dark Tower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested in Stephen well, King. We can go. See, you can go see Detroit too, Zach. There's no. You can do what you want. Yeah, but our okay. featured movie is gonna be The Dark Tower. I'll Fine, I'm gonna go see the, the Emoji Movie then. <laughs> do whatever you want. Great. Yeah. Great. That movie needs another six. Oh, I forgot to mention. Damn I money. I saw Atomic Blonde and RPX. Ooh, it's how just, was it? It's oh. not worth it. No. Like no. they charge you another no, five bucks. No, RPX is a joke. It's, it's like a, it's supposed to have Dolby Atmos, but yes. But when you so when I saw I I, I was gonna email freaking Regal because I was pissed. There's like a hum throughout the movie. And it was really obnoxious. Don't and when you pay an extra five bucks and the screen is bigger and it's supposed to be an amazing sound, it sucked ass. Yeah. yeah. Don't go to Regal because Regal sucks. And it was weird, though, because it was the only one that's showing it like after 10, which oh, I thought yeah. was really bizarre. Yeah. Because it's an R-rated film. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I've noticed that like, in Denver, there's a lot less like 10 o'clock plus films yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't weird. know what why if that's just how it's shifting. I or, think it's to so don't short. go see RPX because it sucks. I think it's, 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 oh, really? it's not even just that. It's also it's it's pay cut thing. It's I like saw, they're trying to shorten hours. Did you see it at the at the Continental? I uh, no, at uh, the Mills. Oh, okay. The yeah. Mills. The Mills has the, RPX now. The yeah. the Continental Theater, which you know used to be that giant screen, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. I went and saw Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark there. I don't know five years ago, something like that. Um, and I remember going and being like, "This this screen's not that big because you're so yeah. far away from it. Like that theater is. You have to not sit great. in the front rows. Well, no, yeah. the, the the screen was big. The screen's but big. It, but again, the uh, atomic blonde is. I don't. I, I have to look at the aspect ratio. But it's not made for a huge screen. Yeah. So it was like black barred. Oh so you, yeah. Like a third of the screen wasn't even being used. Oh okay. Yeah. It's like oh what a disappointment. And I was yeah. interested. I'm like okay, I'll see it in RPX. Whatever. You know, I can't see it any other time. Who cares? Yeah. I'm by myself, so I mean, if I spend 15 bucks as like 16 bucks on a ticket, at least I don't have to pay for my wife too. Yeah, and as like no, there's a reason why there's no Regal in Manhattan. Yeah, there's one I think. Yeah, because they're stupid. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Cool. See you next week. Yeah. Bye. 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 All right. All right. All right. Is that enough energy for you, Ryan? Real Nerds Podcast is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. The Real Nerds would like to thank the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now open in Sloan's Lake. We also would like to thank Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, especially Andrew. Our music has been brought to you by Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios. 
And of course, thanks to James's mother, our most loyal listener. Have a nice day.